is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up podcast, season four, episode 12. My name is Tyler, joined as always by my co-host, Colby. Colby, welcome to the new year of our Lord 2023. How are you yeah. doing on this this fine January day? Yeah, happy new year to you and everyone at home listening. I'm doing uh, pretty well. Can't really complain. Today was a complete off day from work and in the gym. So just been enjoying my my downtime, getting re- getting ready for some, you know, career stuff with next semester coming up last semester. So going to hit it hard, get, get, get to the finish line here. But yeah, uh, we both go back to um, the dreaded school here in about a week. So enjoying our final days before we have to go be adults again. Me more so now than ever. But <laughs> yeah, haven't done much gaming. Just been kicking back, relaxing, and finding other ways to unwind. How have you been doing, my friend? Uh, I've been doing well. Uh, I I feel like everyone like has some sort of like side hustle job over this winter break, but I I don't have any, or at least they have like you know studies to still do. I, I really have nothing. I've just sort of been sitting around around twiddling my thumbs. But uh, so I have gotten some some more gaming in specifically. I finished a game that uh, my co-host here was so gracious to recommend to me. Uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion uh, has been completed. And I feel like that warrants its own episode at some point. So I won't go too into detail on that. What a trip. <laughs> what a trip indeed. I think it took me about 11 hours to beat. Speed uh, <laughs> because uh, yeah, I did not do everything in the game. I skipped out on some of the side quests, but it was a very fun game. Uh, but I'm sure we'll talk about our specific thoughts uh, even later in this episode. But I also started uh, Sonic Frontiers, uh, much to the elation of our good friend Brock from the Outcast podcast. Did the big did the big man in the red suit bring that one? Uh, the, the big man, well, actually no, because my, my brother was the one who, who got that for me. Uh, my brother actually was the one who got me Crisis Core and, uh, Frontiers, I believe. So, you know. He didn't get himself Crisis Core? What a fake fan. Well, he also just downloaded, um, Remake, so I might get the chance to play that. With some persuasion by, by my, again, my, my co-host here. But yeah, I started for Sonic Frontiers. I'm about seven hours into that. And I'm actually really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. It's actually super fun. And I, I got to commend Sega for it. You know, again, not super like advanced in graphics, or, especially because I'm on the Switch version, but I'm not really going to knock it for that because that's just hardware. Uh, is your Switch still running? My Switch is still running, <laughs> yes. Uh, there have been a, there's a lot of graphical stuff uh, that goes wrong in the game. Uh, but, you know, the, I, I don't really feel like that's the fault of the game too much as it is like i could have gotten it on xbox but i didn't so more so on me but yeah i've been playing that and and i really do enjoy it uh i'm sure we'll once i finish it up we'll get brock on at some point to uh do a more in-depth uh, maybe one day if you're like sick or out or something that can be a an episode that we can do <laughs> that'll be a planned vacation for uh for me yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly but that's that's pretty much it uh i also have bayonetta 3 waiting in the wings as uh, so I did get that from this is uh, news from, to me. Yeah, no, I, I I received that game from my girlfriend actually, uh, 
So I have that sitting and waiting uh, for its turn in the sun after Frontiers is finished. So yeah, lots of lots of, lots games of new for games. You. Yeah, lots of new games for me to to run through. Uh, luckily, I think Sonic Frontiers also isn't super long, so I shouldn't be too far uh, too far behind on that. But yeah, that that's been my. Uh, my break so far in terms of gaming uh, i've also been you know the the dnd campaign uh the new one that i've been crafting is gearing up uh, of which colby has graciously decided to join i joined the battle i did so i'm maybe we'll talk about that sent my, sent my character design in the other day yep exactly in the discord <laughs> just absolutely atrocious <laughs> absolutely horrible but you know, we might even talk about that, uh, depending on the developments that happen. So. We'll make an episode out of it. We'll, we'll make an episode f- out of it. At the end of it, we can get everyone on, maybe, and just talk about the experience. That'd be a fun one. I think that would. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to get going. How um, we torment you over the next several months? I am scared of your. Gr- so, for context, real quick before we get into the episode, uh, I had a D and This would be the second campaign that I DM. Uh, but so many people were interested in it that I had to create two groups. So uh, we have group one, which is my normal group, who's played in my previous campaign. And then group two is all of these wackos, uh, most of which who have never played uh, D&D before. So uh, one of the other groups just got his back. One of the other players in your group just got his backstory into me today. So we're going to we're gonna breed chaos in that in that. <laughs> I was about to say two, Discord. two. Two of the players use Chat GBT to generate their <laughs> backstories. So <laughs> they're not trying very hard. I sent in a very eloquent, no, and you, detailed backstory. Yeah, no, you you knocked it out of the park. You definitely set the standard. But uh, I'm excited to get it going. That'll probably start some point when I get back to school. And based on everyone's schedules, it's looking like it'll be a pretty stand, like a pretty. Uh, well scheduled one, uh, knock on wood, of course. But anyway, you're not here to talk about D and D. You guys are here to listen to uh, the long-awaited Switch It Up Awards 2022 edition. Colby, when was the last time we did one of these? Was this because I think we skipped a year? Is this two years ago? <laughs> we skipped last year after saying we were going to do it, but um, yeah, this is the second. Might be, might be first one and a half. This is the <laughs> one. This is Switch It Up Awards one and a half, uh, 2022. We're here to put a, a a bow on the year, um, a very big year for the gang here at Switch It Up. Um, we'll get this out of the way quick. Um, because on New Year's Eve, 2022, <laughs> uh, the podcast officially crossed 10,000 total plays, <laughs> which is just staggering. <laughs> to I mean, what see a, what a perfect milestone right to, i know to cross into the the new year with it really just something else and we don't really talk about milestones and stuff like that on the show but ten thousand, like come on we gotta acknowledge that, that one like that's yeah 10, that's a like that's a lot i went into the app and it said 10.0k i'm like god dang that's a lot of people but yeah just thank you so much for again the support and for what was a really great year for the show honestly but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know what to say. Like 10,000, it's just so many people. So I'm glad that we've been able to have an impact in some people's lives, been able to provide a smile or two, a laugh or two, and um, just 
being able to use this format to talk about something we both love. It's just been that's the real joy of it. But the ten thousand is just like the the sweetest cherry on top. So thank you all so much for the support and our and your patience with us because we have been <laughs> very inconsistent to close the year. But uh, hopefully we're kicking off twenty twenty three with an episode that you all love. So again, thank you just so much for that. That's just really incredible. I mean, what he said. I mean, what else can I really add on to that? <laughs> all right. Well. Again, thank you so much for that, but on to the main event. We are at the... You're not just at our end-of-the-year recap, everyone. Uh, everyone's doing an end-of-the-year recap. You know, everyone, Everyone's doing a fantastic job of recapping their years, talking about their experiences, answering some questions from you know the Twitterverse here and there. We're here to do that as well, but we also have tied in our award show with it as well. So pick your finest robes and garments, ladies and gentlemen, because you are at <laughs> an esteemed event, the Switch It Up Awards. We will be recapping our year, like we said, uh, kind of previewing 2023, even though we don't even know what that's going to look like at the moment, even though we are literally going to read a script that says what to say. We still don't know if that is going to yeah. uh, play out the way we hope it is. Uh, we're going to answer some questions we got on the social medias and in- intermittently between the show and, of course, give out some awards. Now, like we said, this episode is in conjunction with our end of the year recap because of the Sloan Bro lawsuit. We took a we took a hit there in the in the funds, so you can blame them. <laughs> they have the Friday night game cast now, if you remember correctly. But Tyler, um, let's not keep the people waiting. Let's hand out an award. Absolutely, Colby. Uh I, I think that we just need to jump right into it. Uh and you know what? I think the first award that we'll give out, uh is the the award for best Nintendo Direct moment of 2022. Uh, 2022 definitely saw a big comeback with Nintendo Directs. Uh, I remember we were recording episodes. Uh, Are they dead? Like, like a year and a half ago, yeah, like speculating on the future of Directs and, and what the hell is going to happen with them. But uh, it seems like they're they're back, you know, not in their same luster as before just yet, I don't think. But they're, they're on the uptick, but... Uh, yeah, we got some great nominees uh, for for this award, so let's just name them out. Um, so nominee number one is uh, Tears of the Kingdom uh, reveal, uh, not necessarily the reveal, but the uh, the name drop trailer. You know, the the trailer where we finally got after actual years of saying the sequel to Legend of Breath of or the secret ugh, the sequel to the Legend of Zelda: <laughs> He's so Breath, excited. Breath of the Wild. Uh, or Breath of the Wild 2, we finally got uh, a, a trailer with some more gameplay, plus uh, Tears of the Kingdom being the subtitle. And the winner. <laughs> and the winner of, <laughs> of Best Nintendo Direct those Moment of 2022. Those were all the nominees. <laughs> that was it. That was the only nominee. Like, incredible. So, Tears of, come on up, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, everyone, round of applause for Tears of the Kingdom reveal name drop trailer for Best Nintendo Direct Moment of 2022. Really just well-deserved. So Anuma will send that to Kyoto immediately for you to receive. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what a way to start the night. Yeah. I mean, landslide victory truly by a uh, unanimous. Some kingdom. are saying, yeah, <laughs> I mean a lot, you know, tough competition, but I mean, you know, who else was going to take this spot if we're all honest with each other? Honestly. So I, uh, what a great way to start the show. And, I think we should, you know, that was and everyone's excited and you know needs to come down a little bit from from graces. <laughs> I'm sure everyone was very eager to see what would win that award. Uh, 
not surprising there that Tears of the Kingdom took it home. Great, like you said, staunch competition. But transitioning into our um, 2022 recap a little bit here, um, a, a lot of a lot more difficulties in your past actually doing the show. If you remember mm-hmm. correctly, we cut off season three at only 41 episodes. So sorry about that. But <laughs> instead of our usual 50. Yeah. So season three to season four, I think the. Like, I think despite us doing less shows, I think our production and quality of podcast has risen significantly. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, school and life in general has just made it hard to have a consistent weekly schedule. So, you know, it was definitely a learning curve to adjust to, but I don't know. I feel like that sort of almost, it's sort of freeing in a way because now we're really only doing episodes about stuff that we really want to talk about or stuff that we've been thinking about for a while and have confidence that we can put out something really cool. So if anything, I just think that makes each individual episode more worth tuning into, you know, uh, I was about to say, that's my hope as a creator of this. I don't know if that's the actual uh, effect that is being seen out in the field or anything, but I know it's very freeing. It gives us more time to think about it, uh, like think about what we're going to say and sort of brainstorm a little bit. But also I think it just is just easier on our schedules and it makes me feel better about doing the podcast when we actually get to the chance to do it. Yeah, I I complete I completely agree. Like I feel like given that we've no actual set schedule now and it will be that way going forward to preview our 2023 talk here in a little bit. But I also feel like that gives us a chance to bring up our A game every single time because like you said, it's not like we're crunching trying to get something out every week talking about stuff we really don't want to talk about. We're talking about like what we really what we really want to talk about whether it's in Nintendo whether it's primarily Nintendo or something else which you know, I think has also given us an avenue of other creative options is each of us owning separate consoles that isn't mm-hmm. just a switch. But yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that I think that our episodes have run really long the last couple of ones. But again, I think that what we've adjusted to in season four has made it like when you see it on your feed, I hope people are more likely to listen to it all the way through or if it's three hours long, bookmark it and come back <laughs> every now and then. But I completely agree. I think our quality of show has gone up significantly. And that's something that I think outweighs having a consistent schedule. Because I think if the product's good, people will tune in no matter what. And if we can keep it on that track, I think we'll be all right as we head into even more uncertainty um, (laughs) into the new year. But unless you have anything to add, we can move on to um, like favorite memories, like favorite, you know, talking points or... If anything yeah. jumps out at you, I mean, we we were also invited on on a on a few shows uh, we throughout were. the year, uh, sometimes separately and uh, sometimes together, and I I do think that we have really established our we've established sort of a uh, <laughs> a reputation for if you invite us on to your episode, it's going to be really really long. I feel yeah, I feel like we're just. You and I are not you. You are definitely more eloquent of a 
speaker than me when it comes to this topic. But I think that we've established a reputation as like, if you come on our show or if we go on your show, like we're just going to have a good time. Like, I don't think anyone's having us on our show to have like deep, like mind melting conversations about video games. And, you know, at times we, we have that in us, but yeah, I know. I know at least when we have people on our show, like we just like to have a good time and laugh. And like, we talked about Xenoblade's story for three hours. Like we, just, <laughs> and we loved every second of it. So, yeah, but yeah, our, we do apologize to um, our guests and people who have us on our show if your if your episode runs a little longer than planned. So we ask in advance if you have us on, uh, just just plan that out a little bit. Um, know what you're getting yourself into. But yeah, that, that was a ton of fun. I mean, this year has provided us like the chances to meet so many great shows that we've had on and have yet to have on. And mm-hmm. just being a part of discords and that's the thing I'm probably most like thankful for and reflective on is like just how many people we've met this year. Like so many, so many cool people in our little podcast community, our little podcast nook and cranny. It's just been, it's been a lot of fun talking to them. It's been a lot of fun having them on the show. It's been a lot of fun just getting to know them. So uh, everyone know out, everyone out there listening knows who they are. So just thank you for uh, really accepting us because we are <laughs> comfortably like the youngest people in yeah our inner circle so it's been really cool to see everyone just accepting and cool with us and not run not running us out of a house of home when we have a bad take just because we don't quote unquote fit in but that's definitely been the most rewarding part for me this year yeah i mean we've learned a lot from these people like i like we came in and there's so many high quality shows so many people with you know different different discussion types but you know we we've collaborated with them all and have had such good chemistry and at least for me it's helped with you know how i how i talk about games on our own show uh, and or how i carry myself uh when i'm you know on on other people's shows and this is a conversation in discord today I, i feel like just doing the podcast has continued to make me a better speaker out in the the waking world out in the out in the physical material plane so uh, I don't know. I think my favorite memory was, I think my favorite singular memory was probably the Xenoblade episode, honestly. Because <laughs> just yeah, I mean that 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 was just for both of us, just so long in the making. Like it's, we definitely have episodes that went on for hours and hours, and at the end, I did not feel super great about it because it's hard even to be engaged. You know, for even if you're creating the product, it's hard to be engaged. In something for for that long but for xenoblade i just felt like we all i personally i can speak for myself i was i felt like i was just super engaged i the time just flew you know what i mean like i didn't even realize mm-hmm. it had been three hours until we were done so it was just a big episode it was great having eric on uh, emotions were high it was <laughs> it, it was a good time and it, it was a long time in the making probably one of our more planned out episodes that that we've done oh yeah for sure I mean, I'm just looking now. We had um, Eric on. We had Jared on. We had Benito from New York Black Pinecone. We had Brock on this season. Like, mm-hmm. We've had a lot of collabs so far this season. Like you said, we've been on other shows as well. Both of us have been on Lockables. I've been on Pixel Project Radio. You've you've been on. We both are on List Off. Yeah, like just yep. a, a ton of rest in peace, List Off. But yeah, shout to um, <laughs> shout to um, all those people for having us on. I honestly think you know how you said. Um, episodes can go on forever and not have a good feeling about it i still feel really strongly about our scarlet blaze review i think that's one of the best episodes we've ever done 
like just the two think, of us like mm-hmm. that was kind of just effortless and i know that's a game we don't both love but like that was just an yeah that's a, i think i think that is a much better version of our first ever episode so yeah yeah i, I think you're season right. four Definitely as a whole i don't it. think we season four as a whole i don't think we've put out like a bad episode when i look at it, i'm like ah, eh, that one doesn't stand with the rest of them yeah, no, I I just had a really good time this this season this season so far or like with uh with season 4 I've definitely felt more confident in in everything and and you we got to you know give it up for my co-host here editing every single one. I I edited a few when he couldn't, you know, I edited the one we I did with Brock on on the whole Helena Taylor Bayonetta uh incident in voice acting, but but yeah, Colby here is just uh an an editing uh, monster at this point. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's all thank, I wanted to say. Thank you. I'm diving. I'm diving into my my secondary profession as a producer. So, um, of course, with the sappy 2022 talk out of the way, and there's more to come. So don't worry if you're into that kind of thing. Let's move. Let's give out another award. What do you, What do you say? Uh, I'm all for it. Let's go. All right. Who's ready to have their eardrums just absolutely melted by? <laughs> the songs that are coming up here because we have best track in a game we played this year. Now that we're actually giving out actual awards with actual nominees, the nominated games that can actually win the award are games that came out in 2022. Honorable Correct. mentions are games that we just played this year. So for me, Seven Remake, God of War, uh, those are all honorable mentions. They will not be in the running to win an actual award. Tyler, same thing with him because mm-hmm. he has a couple that he didn't play, that he played in 2022 but did not come out this year. So here we go. For best track, you want let's start with honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention for me, I'm calling an audible just because I want to play it in the episode. I honorable <laughs> mentioned Flowers Blooming in the Church and Hell House from Final Fantasy VII Remake. I don't know how else to say it. They just they just go hard. It was originally only um, the former, but I had to include the latter just because I want to play my favorite part. For it. It, it, it's our show. Damn it. We can do what we want. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that entire I could nominate that entire soundtrack and I can just put an eight hour part of just you you all listening to the soundtrack into this episode right now and wouldn't feel bad at all. But yeah, I any remake, any like remix or re 
telling of Aerith's theme is just one I'm going to listen to, and this one I happen to like the most. It plays during a very, you know, pivotal moment in the game, I say, when you're escaping the church, jumping on the rooftops, when Cloud and Aerith meet for the first time, and then the Hell House is just like, it's a party. Yeah. That's why yeah. that fight is just a party, and I love it. <laughs> I've done it so much on hard mode, and like that's the section of the game I've replayed the most, like fighting the Hell House, because at when you first fight, it's by far the hardest fight in the game because it has so many gimmicks, but just a super freaking fun part of that game. And a game, honestly, I can talk for y'all know you talk for hours about it. But mm. yeah, those are my two honorable mention nominations. So Tyler, what about you, my friend? Yeah, so my my honorable mentions were <clears throat> from games that did come out uh this year that I did play. Uh first one is uh the versus uh Sada slash Turo uh music or, or track from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. been long enough to talk about spoilers we have an episode on it we do have an episode on it but even then like i didn't spoil this part of the game like this is the final battle track oh you're Uh, good this game came out last year you're good talk away yeah (laughs) but yeah so versus sada and turo this is the final trainer battle of the main story where you know you find you know big plot twist happens uh i've talked about on our episode how Scarlet and Violet has actually a really, really good story uh, for for a Pokemon game, of course, but even just in general for video games, it's a pretty good story. Uh, and this track is just so fucking good, like it it encapsulates you know the sort of the past and future theme uh, that you know Scarlet and Violet is going for, and it all sort of like culminates in in the final battle. But I, I like I just listened to this track you know outside outside of the game just when i'm doing stuff because it just it's just such a just so it's just so fucking good uh it, it really captures the like the stakes of the battle and just how batch it insane uh all the events of the last like 30 minutes of gameplay have been uh and just encapsulates it perfectly into this uh pivotal battle so i'm not uh, gonna lie i already I already downloaded your honorable mentions and both of these songs I listened to and I was like, these go crazy hard. Yeah, no. Especially the next one. Oh my God. Yeah, so the next one we'll move on to. I wish I could nominate every single uh track from this game. The fact that it wasn't that the fact that it wasn't even in the running for uh best soundtrack or, or best score is kind of crazy. Uh but uh I, I needed to pick one, so I picked undefeatable. Uh, from Sonic Frontiers, which is the uh, theme of the first Titan boss fight in that That's game. That's the first fight? That is the first Titan. That's the first main oh boss fight. God. Yeah. God, I don't like it. This game just listen to the
even if you don't like we've i'm pretty sure the argument has been made every single time this one of these games come about sonic really cannot do music wrong it always slaps on the music even the worst games have banger soundtracks frontiers soundtrack is insane like every single titan boss fight has a a vocal track like a vocal rock track and i i wasn't originally planning on to get the game so i sort of like but i still wanted to know about the game so i like watched playthroughs i watched stuff i cannot imagine what it could have been like to play the game for the first time completely blind and hear that track come in during that boss fight like i would have my jaw would have been on the floor and i have like all of these frontiers boss tracks in my workout playlist like they are they are in there they were in I there i added undefeatable to mine <laughs> okay listen colby well now now that i know you're interested the other frontiers ones they have on here break through it all and find your flame uh, are like Bangers. the exact same thing they're just super Bangers. like like pump your spirit up tracks uh which it, it just it's absolutely perfect for supersonic just beating the hell out of these gigantic robots. It's it's fantastic. So all right, I'll I'll tune in. Yeah, th- those are my honorable mentions. But now we get on to the main uh, the main picks. So uh, I'll we'll say I will read off th- these uh, the nominations, and then we can talk about them each a little bit. Yeah. So how how we did this is Tyler and I each nominated one of our own personal choosing then three from a game we both played together yes. so three together nominations and one separate oh so. right never mind so that we can definitely do it that way so uh, i'll start my uh personal choice uh for this was uh indomitable will uh inferno from three hopes Fireman. Three Hopes remixed pretty much the entirety of uh, the battle tracks from Three Houses. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. It's more of a hardcore rock uh, version of most of these tracks. Warriors. Fits the Warriors. I mean, yeah, it fits the Warriors theme, but goddamn, Indomitable Will just slaps the hell. It's easily the best battle track in the game, I think. Just, I think it plays Uh, when you fight. I think it plays when you fight. I, I think there are a few instances where it plays, but I remember a fight against Dimitri where this was playing i think it was in the scarlet blaze route that i was playing it and god it was just so it felt really cool because the fight with dimitri lasted for a while he was a tough boss in that one encounter and just the the music just made such a cool memory to have and yeah that's that's three hopes (laughs) yeah i oh wait i completely i forgot that wasn't the one that i uh sorry the one that I nominated myself was on the next page, and that's the last thing. That's that okay. There. So three, so Indomitable Will, we, I was about to say, we nominated that one together. Yeah, we, we nominated that one together. Hopes. My bad, yeah. That, I agree with you. That is probably the best remake, remake battle track. I love Between Heaven and Earth. I think the original's better. Yeah. I, I that, that, that was really the only one in the running. I think Chasing Daybreak, I don't remember, but I, I love the original Chasing Daybreak. Like, nothing could really ever top that. Of course. Indomitable Will, Indomitable Will from base three houses like it's good but i think it's a lot better in this one uh do you want to read your actual nomination now your well, here, personal one. <laughs> now now that i yeah we probably should because the last the, the two other ones that we nominated together have to be the last so uh 
yeah, the actual one that I nominated myself was uh, from Dying Light 2, uh, which, you know, I am pretty much the de facto uh, <laughs> preacher for this game. Uh, it's called The Last Parkour. All of the music in Dying Light 2 is incredible. Uh, the, the music is like dynamic, so it changes with how like the player is actually doing. Like if they have a higher parkour combo, it'll add sections, like add instruments, add background layers to the song to build it up as you uh, get faster and do build up your combo. But uh, the last parkour is a track that plays at a specific moment in the game uh, where you are running... a it's it's an escape sequence from this uh crazed uh scientist who is uh turned into this like superhuman like infected hybrid uh and it's such a tense scene just hearing the the distance not even the distance screams the the screams of this infected entity like in the walls weaving in and out of like service corridors as you're running through this like tunnel system and it's just it feels like it should be a movie trailer uh song like it's just it's so good i have that on my workout playlist too it really helps uh get my blood flowing especially when i'm running every single dying light 2 track is a great running track so uh, all you cardio lovers out there put that on there but uh yeah dying light 2 last parkour that's my nomination that's my real nomination that was for me (laughs) colby how about you since i've been i've been talking for a while all right, my real nomination uh, for best track I game and best track in a game I played this year. Kind of cheating because this is a remake remaster of a game, but I chose Price of Freedom from Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. goes without saying this track is the it's a de facto highlight of this game that entire last sequence with zach is just it's funny because it not it does not sound like a battle theme at all but it fits that moment so perfectly yeah like the guitar then it comes in with like a more rock type feel and just god it's it's perfect there's so many great renditions of it but Mm -hmm. i can't find the reunion version to convert to put in the episode hopefully it's out (laughs) by the time this comes out but it's yeah. basically the same as it was in the 2007 one, so I think it qualifies. But Price of Freedom, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII Reunion. I mean, that moment alone is kind of worth experiencing the game for, honestly. It's that freaking good. It, it's true. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk more about this in a dedicated episode, but I, I also yeah. recently finished Crisis Core, as I said at the beginning of the episode, and that, that moment. You know, Crisis Core is a mixed bag of, of moments, but that... That one right there is just mwah, peak, amazing. Yeah. All so, right, you're gonna know <laughs> the beginning of a theme with this award show. Yeah, let's let's get into this. So these last two tracks that we nominated together are from Vo- the same game. Vocals, uh, vocal tracks, of course. Uh, 
and they are if you've watched our our three-hour episode on this game you'll know exactly why they are here uh but the final two nominations are a step away from xenoblade chronicles 3 chapter 5 and where we belong uh xenoblade chronicles 3 the final vocal track uh, of the game here i am say anything about this. yeah i was about to say if you if you want to know why these are here listen to the last episode <laughs> or listen to the xenoblade chronicles 3 episode i don't think that was the last episode but it was but, it was okay fantastic um i mean I, we, we should i don't even want to like sugarcoat it I, I think i think this has to go to where we belong i think even more so than a step away yeah i think that that track just hits harder for me like it's chapter five is emotional distraught through and through but yeah a, like a, you yeah. like you are crying your eyes out as where we belong plays like it's just i i love that song i think it's great i think it's perfect for that moment that that would be my personal winner for this category yeah absolutely i mean a step away was like a very slow burn like uh i feel like the step away i think feel like a step away is a little longer at least the scene that it's in made it feel longer uh and you know that was the first cry that was the first you know break of the dam uh so it has a special place in my heart for that but where we belong uh that track i will think about listening to it and i will tear up you mean so uh, it was it's so it's so perfectly placed into the cutscene that it's in uh and i think the part that really gets me is you know it's always combined with the scene but even if i listen to it without watching the cutscene i know what happens is the moment, like there's sort of a little bit of a bridge instrumental, uh, as you see Noah and Mio's like I, I know what you're you, see, about. you see their teeth clench as they're moving away from each other. The worlds are splitting. They do the way. And at the moment they take their first step to start running towards each other, the vocals the immediately come back in, and that is where th that step, the, the steps those two take towards each other, that is where the tears started coming. And yeah, where we belong is the obvious choice for this category. We knew that before we even came up with yeah. the other <laughs> nominations, to be honest. So yeah, uh, it's that good. That entire just oof, that's just a it's, it's a just, theme that'll occur in this episode. But yeah, hey, yeah. it's well deserved. Speaking hey, of music, yeah, 
let's tackle some let's tackle some Twitter questions. What do you say? Uh, I think that's a great idea. Let's go. My first, or not my, sorry, our first question comes from the guy who might have started this entire little community, um, <laughs> the the non the host of a non video game podcast, Mikey Tabletop, a dear friend who, God, almost a year ago at this point, set up the Mario Kart game night that brought a lot of us together. So, yeah. Mikey, we are forever in debt for you for that. But he asked. Favorite album of the year 2022, followed by favorite album from the year you were born. Uh, again, Mikey, thank you for the question. Thank you for your support. It's been great getting to know you, and thank you for really stringing the web together, all of us meeting. But yeah. about your question, <laughs> I, neither <laughs> of us uh, listen to music on that kind of level to like have favorite artists and or albums. I actually did research for this question and I just don't like, man, I don't know. Um, all that said, my favorite album from this year was definitely Zealot Chronicles 3. What about you, Tyler? <laughs> uh, so I didn't want to be a complete, you know, a cop out for this uh, and say a video game soundtrack, even though that does comprise a lot of what I listen to uh, just because that's just the type of music that I like. But yeah, I don't have one from my my birth year uh i, I looked yeah, Coldplay it up. dropped one a year early unfortunately for me yeah i was about to say you know there's i looked back and like not a lot of artists that i listened to even had like a presence back then so but uh, an artist that i discovered this year uh goes by the name loveless uh i've been listening to his songs what, what what's up colby did genesis write this track no, I, 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 oh, you know what? I didn't even realize about that connection until you just said that. Uh, thankfully, no, it is not written by Genesis oh, of, of Final Fantasy Crisis Core. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a rock band, and I'd have to say uh, the two albums that I've been listening to from him, uh, sort of on repeat, are End of an Era and uh, Loveless One. Uh, that's just one of the names of his albums. So it's rather unfortunate. Uh, I'll go with. I'll go with Loveless One. Loveless One is longer, so I can listen to it, uh, you know, track for track on like a on my car rides or, or walks wherever I'm going. So that's a new artist that I discovered this year, and I really like their music. So for for this year, definitely. Uh... Oh wait, did Loveless One come out? Never mind. Loveless One came out in 2021. End of an era for 2022. There we go. Uh, <laughs> end, yeah, end end of an era for 2022. That that's my favorite album for the year. All right. Well, shout out to Tyler for being a better person than me. I'm sorry, Mike. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't listen to music on that kind of level. But regardless, thank you for your question. Again, thank you for uh, all your support this year. It's meant a lot. Uh, next question uh, from Philip and Nave of Gaming Together Podcast. Uh, friends, thank you for the question and all your support as well on the social medias and with the episodes. Uh, here's to hoping our paths cross in a collaboration effort in 2023. We'll try to make that happen. But they gave us a fun one. Yeah. If you were a Smash character, what would your specials be? Bonus points if you give each other the specials rather than yourselves. 
So this includes an up B, side B, and down B. And Tyler, I take it we're going for the bonus points here to make up for our lack of consistency? Yeah, we'll also have a, a neutral B. So that's uh, oh, that's four right. moves. Um, I mean, for you, you are literally training in a, a martial art now. Uh, so I might actually have a side B. <laughs> yeah, uh, for your neutral B, I just realized I can look something up here. Uh, oh, God, all right. Uh, but if you're a neutral B, I thought it'd be a funny one. I just want you to like pocket sand some protein powder, uh, like in your <laughs> opponent's eyes. Uh, I think that <laughs> is that my projectile. <laughs> uh, that's your that's sort of like a, a short range projectile, uh, sort of like okay. in your hitbox right in front okay. of you. Uh, God damn but, it! Okay. You know, I should have looked up Krav Maga moves because I think that'd be very funny. It's just attack. That's the move. Yeah, it's just. It, unrelenting attack but uh, unrelenting attack uh maybe we should cut that one out too i don't know if that's a little personal but whatever that's fine but yeah. all right but um, yeah so for up b uh for you i don't know i feel like you'd have like a uh sort of like a charge up punch or like a charge up uppercut like a little mac yeah almost like a little mac but like you'd have to charge it's sort of like a luigi side b charge up but you'd go up instead of to the side okay. uh, I think your forward B would be uh, like throwing a 45 pound dumbbell like a discus uh, <laughs> like that's your projectile you just launch that sucker uh, forward and I think your down B would be uh, like a command grab that grabs the opponent and just like slams them Bane style over your knee <laughs> Like a oh my god a spine a spine breaker yeah, back breaker like yeah. push, push, poor Christian Bale all right I but, like it I can get down with this I feel like I mean you're I feel like you're just a powerhouse so I feel like my I I have I have to have a terrible recovery then right yeah I was about to say your your recovery to might not me be out. the best but uh you know I feel like those would actually be good fighting game moves I was also thinking about like you throwing like uh <laughs> Like throwing nutritious, nutritious meals at people. <laughs> nutritious <laughs> formulae. Yeah, or like, or you have like a Kirby, like Smash Bros. Brawl, uh, Final Smash, where you just cook everyone into like your, your, your pot. <laughs> my post work, my post workout meal. Yeah, you like, or you put everyone into like your, uh, your protein shaker and blend uh, them, sh- shake and them around, them and out. then pop them out. Yeah, I, li- I like Luigi when he shoots you out with the poltergeist. I like yeah. that. It's a good blend of moves. Okay. I can get down with that. So I have high <laughs> attack, mid defense, and awful recovery from what I'm. If we're going with balancing terms, then okay. yeah, that that could be how we balance that that stat okay. spread that you have. Oh God, for for you. Um, <laughs> all right. I can tell you. So you're this ne- through thoroughly. Yeah. So your neutral B is going to be projectile. You're just going to throw a dictionary at someone because your vocabulary is so like. <laughs> good okay. like you have you have one of the best vocabulary i know so you're just gonna absolutely beam someone with a dictionary i, I can roll with that, that. that's your new that's, that's your neutral b once i start working I'm out thinking, I, I could maybe actually throw that <laughs> yeah we'll we'll increase your range we'll, we'll buff you yeah, as, yeah. We'll, in, in future updates we'll buff you there but, we go thank you yeah you got it and so for your down b like i think of you right now more as a as a support unit, so maybe like you can heal yourself somehow would be like your down B, like you take damage off. That'd be helpful. <laughs> I drink, I drink a Powerade, <laughs> like I just chug a blue Powerade <laughs> and I heal from that. Okay. Yeah, it says zero sugar in small font because you know we're taking steps towards a yeah, yeah, a healthier twenty twenty three. Yes, that's true. Yes, that's exactly. True. A zero, you, you, so you maybe. chug a zero sugar Powerade that takes down your <laughs> hit points ten percent. There you go. I like yeah. it. Yeah. 
and you have unlimited of them, so you get to drink as many as you Just want. Spam but, it, yeah. Exactly. Uh, side B? Um, hmm. God, you're tough. Um, Thanks. Try to think. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to give you a second projectile with your side B. I play Smash Bros. and songs. Like, forget what most characters' side B is. Ooh, I think that you would, staying with the support, like a counter. I think you could benefit greatly from having a counter. Like, how Mario's side B is the cape. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I think you could have, like, if you could have, like, a counter of some sort, like, hmm. Well, what would fit you for your counter? Maybe like a re- maybe like a too. redirect. Like I'm not super. Like I I I'd like to think I'm pretty fast. You know I'm yeah, more yeah, I'm more yeah, speed sure. than I am strength at the, at the moment. Uh, so maybe just like a redirect attack. So I let a. It's almost like I use the opponent's momentum from like whatever thing they hit me with, and I sort of push them to the other side of me while doing a little bit of damage, maybe tripping them on the way, something like that. Yeah, maybe we can like give you a like Fox's down B where he has like the reflector oh, shield. Oh, reflector then make the, shield. <laughs> yeah, then like make the dictionary throw like the side B, then change it around. So your side B is now the dictionary throw. Got it. Your neutral B is like the Fox reflector, and the down B is you just absolutely annihilate a case of Powerade Got zero it. sugar. And now it's all case. Okay, I can ro- I yeah, can roll with that. Yeah. Now your recovery is gonna be insane. Yeah. Because my recovery. I haven't okay. given. I was gonna say your recovery is about to be nuts. Um, how about you take like you, you take one of those rent scooters you showed me at your school and you just drive it up? Oh, to, like, <laughs> I take a, a one of the rental bikes and just you take one of the rental bikes and just absolutely cruise up <laughs> up the side. I, I just defy physics and just drive up the air. <laughs> yeah, and if you catch someone, you can like hit them with the back of the like turn the bike and hit them at the back of the wheel like oh, a, like a be, Tony Hawk pro that, skater move. That'd be pretty good. Okay. Maybe I can have like nitrous you, boosters on the back of the the bike that shoots me upwards. Yeah, and your and your final smash is gonna be you change into the Nittany Lion mascot, put him in like the t-shirt cannon, and just launch him off the stage. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. You, I like that. You can get you can get behind that. Yeah, no, I can get behind and that. Then, that and then cool. like after you shoot it, you do like the Nittany Lion like split where he just goes nuts and just bam split just for show. Uh, I've always wanted to wield a uh, a t-shirt cannon, so that that fits. I, I'm down. There you that. go. Okay. All good. Right. Good. Well, there we go. Okay. Thanks for the question. Um, yeah. You. You. Thank you, Philip and Nave. Again, here's to hoping we cross paths in, uh, this year. But Tyler, what what do you say? Uh, we we get back into the um the awards, and for this next award, we actually have a special presenter. <laughs> so. I think we should just let him come on stage and, and announce the award. What do you think? Uh, I think so. Uh, w- would you please, would you please remind remind me because I can't quite remember who who do we get as our most esteemed announcer for tonight for this award, well, Colby? We actually got um, a school principal from. <laughs> we got a school principal to announce the award, so I think we should just let the people hear it and hear for themselves. So uh, take it away, uh, esteemed guest presenter. Hello, Switch It Up Awards class of 2022. This is your principal, Mr. Mesa, and I am honored to present the Got Backlogged by Xenoblade Chronicles 3 certificates to our gaming body today. Every year, good games come out, but naturally, they are overshadowed by the great games, and that is what Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is. So all of you getting a certificate today, you all tried your best, and I'm sure you made some child or adult out there happy, Just not us. Right now. 
So when I call your name, please come to the stage and get your certificate. Hold all applause or boos until the end. Please and thank you. Neo, the world ends with you. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Spirit Fairer. Deltarune. Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta 3? Didn't Bayonetta 3 have that planet trailer that still made the look? Okay. Bayonetta 3. Final Fantasy 15. God of War 2018. God of War 2018? That's not on the stretch, is it? Also, the, the 2018 one? The 2018 one made the list? Okay. And Splatoon 3, the main story. Class of 2022, your got backlogged because of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 recipients. You may now promptly leave the ceremony. Thank you. All right, let's give it up for Mr. Tabletop. Thank you very much for <laughs> coming through and giving out the a big award, the Backlog by Xenoblade Chronicles Three Award. A lot of recipients this year. You know, it it's uh it's a it's an important it's important that we give uh recognition to such games in this in this time as uh you know Xenoblade Three has. <laughs> it's one of its few downsides is it requires a lot of time and the games who sacrificed who sacrifices will not be forgotten we salute you for for staying on the sidelines while we finish Xenoblade Chronicles Exa- 3 ex- exactly and some games have risen from the ashes like I beat Final Fantasy 15 you own Bayonetta 3 now yeah. <laughs> like some games have proven they can make it out alive but uh, we honor those who have fallen we in the year 2022 fallen. and yes. Again, you 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 were you're good, and you definitely make people happy. Just not us right now. So, with that said, let's talk about some twenty twenty. Let's talk about twenty twenty three. What do you think? Sure, let's do it. Okay. The big thing here that all the shows I've been doing is talking about goals, and quite frankly, <laughs> I don't have any for the show in twenty twenty three. Like I'm just speaking for me here. Like we've been doing this for three and a half years now. It's gonna be four in this year. Yeah. I kind of just think the show is what it is, and I'm really happy with what it is. Like we have I'm I'm perfectly content with the audience we have. We have people we interact with on social media. We are in we are in discords and chats with other podcasters that we get along great with. Uh, we're, I'm doing it with you. Like I am perfectly content with what the show is, and I have no greater aspirations for it at the moment. Nor do I have time to dedicate to yeah. making bigger aspirations for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of in the same boat. Like, I just like, we always talk about, like, we just do this because we like to do it. We don't have, obviously, it's always nice. And we always try to make episodes with the intention that people will like to listen to them. Of course, you know, other people uh, who who do us the pleasure of listening to our episodes. But I don't know. It, it it definitely is starting to fulfill that point in in my life where it's just sort of a constant thing that's there. You know, it's just uh, it just feels natural to do. And a, a personal goal for me would to maybe be uh, to edit edit a little bit more, um, <laughs> take the weight off of Colby's shoulders a little bit, especially because he will be very busy uh, with a lot of new stuff. So uh, I might need to 
you know, take over, do sort of the, the situation that we did this year where, uh, you know, it's just me and a guest and, you know, Colby may have to take a little bit of a break. So uh, I, I'd, I'd like to dip my pool, my, my toes into the editing uh, pool a little more. Uh, I, I feel like we both have pretty similar editing styles anyway. So yeah, I need, I need to be better about giving you the wheel every now and then. Like I kind of feel bad like saying I'll do it all the time. Cause I know that you actually like enjoy the editing process well, and don't find it like a hassle. Yeah. But I, again, I feel bad that I, that you by far edit most of the episodes. So, you know, I, as you can see, we will both try to up our editing game. You know, Cole, I know Colby has, uh, you know, his whole process, and he does a great job. Obviously, everyone uh, has talked about. You know, we received so many, uh, you know, so much feedback from our our little circle of, you know, they they like how we're doing the episodes. So, uh, I just want to try my hand at it a little more because I, I do like the process. But yeah, uh, and I will definitely be better about letting you have a hand in it for sure. Yeah, but uh, frequency of episodes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I was texting Tyler today looking through our episode log, and we had posted three episodes since October 23rd of 2022, which, again, those episodes were at least like two and a half hours long, each of the ones that came out, but um, frequency of episodes, like I can't, we can't promise anything on that front just because we are at a point in life where we don't have a consistent schedule of what every day is going to look like. And like you're in school, I'm going to be in schools. Like it's, yeah. it's going to be hard to figure out when and where we're going to record. But uh, like we said, with not having a consistent schedule, every episode we put out there, we're going to feel like is you know worthy of being listened to all the way through. So we've kind of already talked about that, but yeah, do you have anything to add on that front? Yeah, no, I mean, episodes are just going to come out when they come out. Uh, I feel like social media also might be cleaned up a little bit. I'm thinking that we might just stick with Twitter. I think like Instagram isn't really. Uh, this is on me partially because I am just bad at social media. But uh, I feel like the Instagram isn't really doing a whole lot. And I think Twitter. For how, however longer it exists, you know, if it does crash and burn with the whole thing that's going on, we'll pivot, obviously. But. You know, Twitter is where, like, we got so many questions uh, after we put that, tw- like, way more than we thought we were going to get when we put out the the call for this episode. So I feel like streamlining, streamlining that and, like, tying up loose yeah. ends a little bit with the things that we just don't pay too much attention to will be a little better on both of our minds going forward, so... Th- yeah, and, like, instead of dedicating that time to the Instagram, we can, like make graphics for the Twitter, like cut promos for the Twitter, like really yeah, put our all into that. And I've kind of turned that into a, a mini ship post account in recent memory. But you know what? <laughs> I think that's on brand for us. I think I that, think you so, know, just yeah. typing, typing in the lowercase, having fun with it. I think that's, that's our, that's our brand these days. So again, we're just, we're, we're the fun podcast these days and that's exactly what we're after. We're having a good time. We absolutely yes. try to be. <laughs> We're gonna. I feel like we're doing really good on the guest front lately. We're gonna keep that rolling into next year. We already have a couple slots lined up for some games, so we'll keep mm. that going. Guests have been great. Thank you all for coming on. If you want to come on, please feel free to reach out. We will not take no for an answer. 
<laughs> mini series. I'm going to put you on the spot. Your series is going to come out this year, whether it's now or December 31st. It is going to hit our <laughs> airwaves this year, ladies and gentlemen. So get your popcorn ready. Yep, yep. It, it's done. Like the, the script is done. Uh, I just need to record it. And, you know, I will. It's completely on me that it is not out at this point. I've just. It's been definitely a lot of fear <laughs> in putting it out. Uh, oh, dude, recording by yourself is just like, oh, yeah, because like when when I'm when I'm by myself, I'm like, I need my voice inflections to sound perfect. Oh, this sounds a little weird. I should just re-record this whole section. Uh, but also just the fact that it's super long, and I didn't, and I wanted it to be high quality, but I didn't have my new mic. I didn't really have a consistent place to record where there was like sound, uh, sound quality that I wanted. You know, besides me going and renting out, or not renting out, but like scheduling an appointment with uh, going into my uh, commons area and the in my college's library, sort of like the information commons is where I went to. But that's only limited time. And I feel like then I'd be rushed and, you know, a lot of anxiety going into it. But uh, I will absolutely I this is my promise. This will be a New Year's resolution for me in addition to uh, working out more is getting this getting at least the first episode of this mini series out uh by sometime in this year. <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. I love it. And but what about yours? You know, Cuz you uh, yeah, I not to, to, not I to flip it back on you or anything, but <laughs> No, I you know, it's completely fair you flip it back on me. Yeah, the remake series will continue. I, again, I just haven't had time to do it. So, but and now maybe that, you know, us recording not being able to record together all the time, we'll have extra, we'll, maybe the free time we have, we can fill with doing these little projects of ours. So, you know, I'll have the seven remake. You'll have your thing going. I don't want to spoil it yet because you haven't released it, but maybe we can work on other projects as well. Like Eric from the Unlockables just announced like three different miniseries he's doing on his show, which yeah. is going to be insane. So maybe we can come up with an idea like that and do something along those lines. But yeah, we're kind of open to all ideas as always, you know, just keeping, just finding a way to keep, somewhat consistently having something on the feed every every now and then every few times a month we'll do what we can do so mm. that's really it for 2023 us uh, a lot of loose ends but that's just kind of we're kind of flying without a map here yeah going in this year just too much is going on uh, crazy that we <laughs> that we graduated high school and we started this and mm. in the blink of an eye we're gonna be you know putting on giving it getting college diplomas that's wild, but that doesn't feel right. Uh, yeah, enough existential crisis. Let's get back to some questions. Yeah, yeah. Let's what do, do you it. say? I, I think we. Speaking should of it. our, yeah, speaking of our good friend Eric, if you haven't gotten enough of Eric on these airwaves, um, go listen to our last episode, then come back and listen to his question because he's back again. Eric, um, thank you again for the question, your support, your friendship, and the hard work on your end. Uh, please enjoy your well-deserved break. And we look forward to seeing you come back and hopefully doing more collabs in the future. Eric asked, if you could have any fictional video game character on the show, who would it be and what would the interview be about? So this is interesting. Um, you said I couldn't do Grovile from Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, so I won't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought for sure you'd come back with something, but you didn't. So all my characters are on the table. Yeah. Um, you know, I was honestly kind of thinking... Samus, um, mostly because 
I was thinking either Samus or Master Chief because I think they're so they're such interesting characters because they're they're those force of nature characters that I really love. Just yeah, like, indomitable will, indomitable strength. Just nothing phases them. They're just able to do whatever, and they have full confidence in you know completing their mission and all that. And I feel like that's just such an interesting mindset I, that I I've, I've been trying to sort of get in the tap into tap into a little bit. You know, because th- those are the types of people that sort of inspire me in my daily life uh, is yeah. is those types of people like just beacons of just, you know, power and strength, not, you know, so yeah, power and, and strength, not saying that power is everything They're You know, Mirio from My Hero Academia is another character that I think fits into this sort of category, uh, as well as Noah from Xenoblade Chronicles. So you just in their mindset, you know, their optimism is what makes them that force. Uh both being, of course, incredibly strong themselves, but it's more their uh, what they leave onto others that makes them that unstoppable, uh, indomitable force of will. So, yeah, uh, probably Samus or, or Chief, because uh, they don't talk too much. So I think it would they would have more interesting insights than say someone like Noah, who we basically know everything about his sort of mindset there. So, yeah, S- Samus or Chief would probably be my my go-to there i i took this answer a completely different route mine's more <laughs> uh, for laughs as i'm sure you could have guessed but of course. my first answer was chapters 13 through 16 dimitri from fire Emblem three houses okay yeah that makes sense I just like that. to get his opinion his true opinion on everything going on around him um yeah just god that would be just him yelling into the microphone the whole time would be insane content for the show <laughs> yeah. like just that'd be incredible like or, or it could go horribly wrong because when you talk to him in the chapel he just doesn't say anything to you so this would be either the best interview ever or the worst interview ever but mm-hmm. i think that'd be interesting like asking <laughs> asking him like well what does it mean to like actually like well, what are you actually trying to accomplish here Dimitri? yeah like besides just crushing edelgard like a like a volleyball what are you what are we going for here and my second answer and I'd only have one. I would only need one question for this next person because we could talk about this for hours. And it, it's it's Kirby. Oh, for and I would ask sake. Kirby, what is it like to be you? <laughs> and I feel like we could just talk for hours about his life. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> I I'm not see that's dangerous because I think there's the possibility that you just never stop talking about it. Like, if Kirby went on the Howard Stern show, they'd still be recording. Yeah, like... <laughs> they would still be talking. Like, that would be a days-long broadcast, for sure. Think of how many listens we'd get, though, if we interviewed Kirby. Yeah, right? I Like, that would be That'd the be most great. listened-to podcast on, on the airwaves if we did that. Uh, so, I, how could you not? Like, his life is so interesting. Just, he lives in a cute place. He is, he lives, He's in a cute environment. It's a colorful environment. But he faces natural disaster and destruction... Every time he gets out of bed yeah. and he saves the day every time. Yeah. Like it's no big deal. Like he, he's like, look, I talked about force of nature characters. Like that is literally Kirby canon that he is a force of the universe. Like when you copy someone, like, does it hurt? Like, how is that process? What's that like? like? Yeah. Like when you swallow a whole dude with a sword, does it hurt going down? Yeah. Like, do you have limbs and, joints and do you have a, stu- is it a black a hole in there like are you connected yeah, like to what? The, co- the greatest cosmic physical force imaginable how are you able to stretch your mouth over 
a, a Buick. Like, how is that possible? <laughs> do, do some does then the, dry, Does the rust give you like tetanus? Yeah, and then how do you drive it? Your arms are tiny. I think it's with his tongue. Like he just uses his tongue to get on the steering wheel. He, does he have a tongue? Does That's another ha- yeah. question. Look at that. How many questions can we ask this guy? Like Kirby, endless question. He's the most. Uh, he's the most unknown entity in. Like I feel like we know more about Link than we do Kirby. Oh, for sure. He. Kirby is the most interesting man in the world. Like he's the personification of those fucking commercials, of the Dosakis commercials. Yeah. It's just Kirby. Yeah, it's just him. Maybe that'll be the that'll be the picture for this episode. Is Kirby and the Dosakis oh, commercials? Fuck's sake. All right. Well, I think I feel like, I feel like we nailed it on the head there. I think so. Kirby. Yeah. So, Eric, um, again, thank you. Please enjoy your break, and we look forward to all the great stuff you're going to bring to the Unlockables in 2023. And we will dive into one more here before we get back into the awards from. Aaron and Tommy of the Superpod Saga. Gents, thank you very much. Here's to a wonderful year, both for you guys individually and on the show. And again, just like um, the gaming together with Philip and Nave, we hope to cross paths with you in 2023. Lots of time left to do it. Let's get something done. Mm. They said an anime question, so right away I'm off. I'm behind the eight ball. <laughs> if you were a character in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, what would your stand power be? Bonus points if it's absolutely nuts and complex as shit. That's word for word. So... Okay, I looked up, we've been recording for about an hour now, I had to look up an hour and five minutes ago what a stamp power was, <laughs> but I've also had time when you were talking to think about my stamp power, and I think I have it. Okay. So, to my understanding, a stamp power is like a lot like a persona, where you summon an entity that you can control, but you're also in control of yourself. Yeah. And it just basically gives you buffs or debuffs or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that am I on the right path? It, it can also like like sometimes some of them is just like a punt like they they fight for you. I think Dio's, which is like the main villain of uh of one of the parts of JoJo's, uh his like stops time. So okay. Uh and some and I think I don't know what Jotaro Divine Pulse, I don't know what Jotaro's is, but it just looks like it punches really fast. So okay. you know, it can be all sorts of crazy shit. So you for my Smash character, you made me more of like an attacker type of character. For this, I'm going to be a support character. I'm going to draw attention away from my teammates. Okay. And by doing that, my stand power is going to be, I'm going to summon the rock. Oh my God. <laughs> and he's going to go on IG live and we're going to crush a cheat meal. <laughs> and everyone's just going to have to watch because those get millions of viewers every time. And while everyone's watching that, you guys can go accomplish your mission. So... Can I follow follow up question? Uh, yes. Is your stand the rock, or is your stand a separate entity that summons the rock? Both. I cry. Oh, I can only have one. I mean, I guess that makes it complex. Like that's a that that's complex as shit. So I guess that is that that fits the bonus point criteria. So, so my so my stand is the rock, and he'll be recording us. And then my entity is also the rock, and we're he is eating a cheat meal okay. with me after a workout. So the rock's recording, the rock is eating, and I am also eating, and that's my stand power. And those get millions of views. So right away, everyone's Instagram pops up like the rock just went live. So everyone goes to watch, and it's just me and him housing at a hundred piece nugget while you guys go in and do accomplish your task. So I think the, it's great. So let me ask: Is there any like almost like hypnotic pull, like supernatural hypnotic pull to these <laughs> videos, or are you just relying on the natural like fan base and draw of the rock? I am relying. 
such a good question. I am relying on the person that we are fighting is one of the, hang on, I'm getting the exact number, is one of the 356 million people that follow The Rock on Instagram. Okay, so not an, a non-zero percentage of the population you would be aptly prepared to fight. Yes. Or to assist us in fighting. Yeah, like if we are in like if we are in a spot where we need like a get out of jail free card, I just summon the rock and it gives us time to get out of there. I see. Well It's gonna take more than a couple bullets to take the rock down. Like come on now. Like even if (laughs) you're probably right. Uh he probably has some natural armor at this point. Uh, Oh, he definitely does. An armored bonus is a D D thing. But are there any other specifications to such a power? No, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. I see. Well, I I do hate to, I am I'm really not going to be able to take too much advantage of your opening that you create with my stand powers. Well, we'll so, fight in separate forces. I I was feeling particularly, you know, money conscious when I was thinking about this. So, I decided to go in sort of a Midas touch scenario where my stand, anything it touches, turns into dollar bills. Uh, with a few with a few specifications. So you, the thing cannot be organic. So you can't turn a human into money, or like you can't turn like a dog into money. It has to be sort of an inorganic thing, uh, matter. And I figured this would be like not overpowered because you have to get you have to turn something already exist. You have to get rid of something existing in order to, you know, have it transform into money. So you have infinite money, but you sort of have to sacrifice at least some sort of object. The bigger the object, obviously, the more dollar bills it transforms into. But also, like, what dollar bills it turns into is random. So it could be anything from, it could be a one, a five, a 20. And sort of goes by, sort of goes by rare, a very rare $2 bill, yes. Uh, But it goes on sort of a gotcha system. So it's like, you know, there's a a percentage chance of a bill appearing. So, you know, the more matter you convert, the more likely chance you have of bigger bills coming in. But, okay. I also think like it's yeah that that's kind of the that's kind of it. I, I was gonna say there might be a size requirement, but it, there's already sort of a, a give and draw with uh, turning bigger things into money. So I guess comboing with you, I could like turn the person's like clothes or like gear that they're wearing or like weapons they're wielding into money. I suppose yeah, into you dollar could. bills, but th- not much more than that. I I could disarm them. I could I could slightly unequip their stuff in a very over overcomplicated way maybe they'd be distracted by the money additionally so any other forces that we're fighting with could have a bitter a better a bit a bigger opening yeah you can use yours to buy a bigger cheat meal for me and my entity. yeah they just go a, ham it's a self, you have a the biggest yeah, the, distraction yeah the biggest ig live ever i think that's a great idea but yeah sort of a, a midas touch with money with sort of a, a gotcha system uh put in there that that would be what my stand power is okay perfect well thank you aaron and tommy for the question with that <laughs> with that complicated shit out of the way yeah. um we're gonna go back to the awards and switch it up often recognizes and appreciates the wonderful talents in the voice acting industry and we plan on doing so again right now but before that we need to recognize not just a personal friend of ours but a true hybrid and trailblazer in the VA community, Mr. Brock Matthews. Mm-hmm. Um, as you Brock's been on the show many times, he does great work over on his show. 
he, he's, he's a force of nature when it comes to work. So tonight we have two awards, the Brock Matthews honorary best performance award and the Brock Matthews honorary best line award in a video game. Yes. And we are going to start with best line. So are we are Tyler? We? <laughs> yes, we are. Got I, it, got I think it. I read the script wrong, but we're starting with best line and we're just going for it. So okay, got it. We couple couple of um, honorable mentions. And then we each have some nominations, of course. Six nominations for this one, I believe. Y- yes. So I will go. I will go first. All right. With my honorable <laughs> mention, comes from Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. Cloud, this is my hometown. This is Gungaga. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I that was my Zach. How, how, how was I, Zach? Was I all right? No, you had the in- inflections. Absolutely correct. That's exactly how I remember it. Uh, please explain yeah, why um, this is your honorable mention. Just made me laugh out loud. A very dark point in the game. Honestly, like as, as silly as the line itself is, the context, like it's honestly a very good line. I think it's better than the like me Gungaga. I think it's better than that one. Yeah, no, it's like it's funny, Gungaga, but it, I don't know. It, name. It's sort of just because like the story of Crisis Core is kind of bad. <laughs> It's kind of bad. Uh, has its moments. It has its moments. Zach is pr- is a pretty damn good character. His script is not great, but even still, he's a good character. And he he's gone through a lot of changes at this point in the game. And uh, you know, he he's pulling around you know vegetable cloud uh, everywhere he's going <laughs> in, a, in a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, he's being chased down by the people he used to work for. But you know, just. The way that Caleb Pierce delivers this line, it's, he's just so full of elation, and like, it, it, you can really feel the pure happiness that Zach has from just seeing his hometown again. You know, even with the silly name, even with all that, like, he's just so relieved to be where he is, and it, I feel like Caleb Pierce really sold that in this line, and and it did make me smile in a really in a really dark point in the game. So I think even though it is a very funny line, it actually is like like good as well yeah i i completely agree um do you even want to try doing your voice acting for the next one fuck's sake or do you just want to read it off like tyler i I can try so so, i'll try i'll try okay so here we go so this is uh a line from uh harry mcintyre playing noah uh in uh, this is another honorable mention by the way these are not the uh the nominations there's not honorable mention uh it's unbearable seeing life sl- slip away from you, even though they're right there. What am I even doing? That was good. Uh, that was really good. You, you forgot the sob. It just says sob at the end of that. Yeah, line. no, it, it's, you know, no, that was great. Harry, Harry breaks down crying, of course, in this line, which I, I cannot at the moment. But yeah, um, chapter five. Again, we, we talked about this on our Xenoblade uh, episode, but seeing noah really for the first time break like really for the first time the bloody knuckle shot it's so good so good just he just crumples you know like everything that noah has worked for and all of like the you know mio and and everyone and just his ideals are just completely dashed on the rocks as as n would say and he's just grappling with the role that he has in this world and it's such 
you know, Noah speaks in like broad terms. He's he's kind of cryptic, honestly, in a lot of the ways that he thinks about, uh, you know, life and death and the system that they find themselves in. But you know, that line right there is just anyone can understand it. Anyone can think about like seeing a light, a human life slip away from you, and you're unable to do anything. Like that's just such a raw, powerful scene that I feel like that can move anyone or have a twinge in people's hearts when when they think about such a situation and and noah lives that every single day of his life pretty much so just just great performance by harry mcintyre on there definitely deserves the honorable mention spot yeah 100 percent agree can't really add much more on that and our last honorable mention um i guess i'll take i guess i guess i'll, I'll take a crack at this one too um yeah yeah go for all it. right here we go last honorable mention comes from Claude Von Regan of Fire Emblem Three Hopes. And this is more so just a way of me trying to get Claude in the in the award show versus yeah. me actually thinking this is a good line. But, you know, comes from a cool moment at the Battle of ALL. Party's already starting, huh? It's too bad we couldn't throw over something a little more civilized. And it's just a good way of breaking up the, you know, tension of the battle. Even Hilda's like, is it going to kill you to be serious for once, Claude? Like right after they're hanging on the hills. It, it could be right before he betrays you. Or fights with you. Yeah. It's a cool little line in the game. Again, like nothing super special and definitely not as, you know, probably the, the least of the honorable mentions, but just had to toss him a bone. You gotta show that for Josija. Yeah, of course. But I mean, I mean, yeah, Josija, we love you. Come on the podcast. Yeah, please uh, do. But uh, with that being said, it's time for the uh, real nominations for. For this category, um, do you want to go top to bottom and and you start since this is more your uh, your forte for this first one? All right, sure. Um, first nomination, simply, my name is Cloud, soldier, first class. Just for what it sets up, for what it means, yeah. and perfect finishing line for that game. Um, not the not, not the last you will hear cody christian's name in this award show yeah one of the yeah just perfect one of the lines where it's like it's not the actual line itself it's the context uh that makes it so good just you know after you go through this whole game seeing cloud transformation from a lowly shinra grunt into the man we will know in in seven just hearing those words and seeing him on the train right after everything that happened with Zach is just, it, it really did give me chills at, when I finished the game. It was fantastic. Yeah. Tyler got to watch about 10 seconds of remake at the end of that game. I, did, I was very yeah. happy for him, but <laughs> uh, I guess I'll take this next one too. And we both have a hot take for this next line. Yeah. We actually yeah. agree with, but uh, embrace your dreams and whatever happens, protect your honor as soldier. Like just again, straightforward, badass from Zach's pivotal moment in that game. Mm-hmm. But I think I like the remake delivery better. Yeah, I think I think I I really do like the remake delivery better. I I heard that one first, so maybe that's why. But I don't know. Uh, even in even in reunion, you know, the Crisis Crisis Core remake uh, with Caleb Pierce, I I think he I think he left it all on the floor more during remake. Obviously, that changes it to from as soldier to as a soldier, but. I don't know. I, I like the sort of inflection that he has more in that one. I don't know why. Also, we should say uh, we should include the come and get it. Uh, <laughs> come and get it. That's true. You know, That's like Zach's famous line, of course, being tacked on at the end there. Just a good little way to sort of tip yeah. it off. 
but yeah, gives Angeal's line, then gets his own little signature line there at the end. So a great line all the way around. It, it, and Caleb it, it, Pierce really killed that final sequence with Zach. Really, it just brings everything together. You know, with Zach doing the salute from Angeal, you know, protect your oh, so honor, good. soldier, and then his own personal take on it with the "come and get it," uh, his own sort of personal catchphrase, uh, holding the Buster Sword that he, he'll eventually and, pass on to Cloud. And he gives it to him. He destroys that entire army. <laughs> yeah, but then you know, just everything that happens after that, just a you know, again, embracing Zach as one of those force of nature characters, just facing down mm-hmm. impossible odds and saying, come and get it. Uh, just just such a great line. I love it. It really is. So I guess I'll try this next one. Oh, God. Uh, I, I didn't try that last one. So I, this is going to be a little tougher for you to um, deliver here. So, yeah, I, I can't do a good Mio. Uh, Amy Fionn Edwards, forgive me, but... Uh, I'll, I'll do my best sort of impression of the accent at least. Uh, okay. But if this road I've walked were to keep on going, I'd like to spend that time with my Noah. That was, uh, that was pretty good. Um, that was a good male version of the of the yeah, line delivery. I, that was pretty solid. I didn't. I didn't want to really. I did not want to try to raise my voice for that. I would have been way off. But yeah, Amy Fionn Edwards is Mio, Chapter Five, Fames, you know, Blade Chronicles Three the line like we talked about the track that plays behind this line but this is the line that broke the dam for the first time in this game mm-hmm. like this is this is the line you know my no every reaction channel that i have ever seen play this game yeah. it is on my noah immediately the tears start flowing and it's just so yeah. well delivered mio's mio's acceptance in the face of death while also you know, acknowledging her desires that she doesn't want it to be the end. It, it, I don't know. Like, it's such a complex emotion to convey, but Amy Fionn Edwards knocked it out of the fucking park with it. And a hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic line uh, there. Do you yeah, want me to I try mean, this just... next one? <laughs> or sorry, you know, you, uh, you were talking about the line. Go, go, go. No, that 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 I was gonna say that's that was the perfect line for that moment. And again, just instant tears as soon as as soon as it hits. Um Anya, I just, just want to read it like a normal person. This is a tough one. Uh, do you want um, me to do it or do you want you to do it? I can take I can try it. Um, I don't know. You with have this the new ne- mic. You have the next one. You have the next one. I don't know. I can't do that one because you've actually listened okay, to that one. Okay, okay. But... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh boy. All right, here we go. Um I gotta channel my villain here. You can just try it normal if you if you don't feel comfortable with it. Uh no, nah, screw it. Who cares? New Year. Hell yeah, let's go. All right. Uh, let me let me sit up. I'm actually laying down for this. <laughs> All right, okay. All right. Noah, my long shadow. You've stolen her away from me. I will extinguish you and take her back. Mio is mine. She is not yours. She's mine. You are nothing. She only belongs to me. And that's Mary McIntyre's end. That is Harry McIntyre as an uh, obviously more of a mon- more of a small monologue than a line, but it it's, it it has to be that full exchange because yeah, the, the moment of I'm not ends, British either. That was the American this, version of it. We all we also could have done like you know, the moment N broke. Uh, you know why Mio? Why would you do this to me? Yeah, uh, but this right here, the resolve that. You know, even after all this, he's still going to be committed to this choice that he made. Uh, you know, rewind our clocks back to the start. That's another great line in this section. That's a great one. But 
what at least for me what puts this here is just the screams that harry does like mia yeah, i can't my screams mary can't, like though. he like almost like snarls as he's saying it and then she belongs only to me not neither of us could do that justice the 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 way he says me it sounds like he's just choked up even as a yeah. villain he's just heartbroken at mio being gone it's just the perfect the perfect line to right really before the, he initiates combat it's amazing yeah it really is perfect there i couldn't do it justice but i tried no you did you did good you you had that you had that fire i could feel it uh <laughs> but that is that is another harry mcintyre uh, uh mentioned on this list uh this next one uh is an elden ring uh one this is the one that i personally uh submitted for this uh and it is from uh king morgot one of the one of the last few bosses you'll face uh in in elden ring or at least one of the last few remembrance ones uh mm-hmm. this is right before the uh f- the battle with him he says have it writ upon thy meager grave, felled by King Morgoth, last of all kings. Uh, that was my best. Sounds menacing. That was my best Morgoth impression, but not I many. I get the picture. Not many bosses actively shit talk the tarnished as before he <laughs> fights. But this is the second, uh, possibly third, uh, Morgoth fight uh, that you have in the game. Uh, he's just there harassing you the whole time. He's the first boss like the first main boss technically in Elden Ring. And he's famous for being a super hard first boss. Like this is what separates the, the tenacious from the ones who, who, you know, give up on this game. Uh, yeah. And he is, he is a damn good villain. He is just such an interesting character in the lore as well. But uh, Anthony Howell is his voice actor. So, you know, absolutely deserving of that. I think he does a fantastic job. So many, so many characters in Elden Ring don't have a lot of lines, but you know the lines they do have are just iconic as shit. So had yeah. to put in uh, Morgot being my personal favorite there. All right, and the last one, um, Cassandra Lee Morris. Not she plays Morgana in Persona, right? She does. Yes. Yeah, um, as Morgana, but in this case as Sothis. Such vexing arrogance for one so small, and again, that's just like. Uh, More so the moment than the line, but like the line sends shivers down your spine. Like Shez is finally about to beat Byleth, and for the first time, like she then she teleports away, and you're like, "What's going on?" And then boom, she beats, just strikes you once, you fall over, and then she points the sword at you and just delivers that line, like the Byleth body, but conveying the Sothis voice. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's so good. Like, it's just so. I feel like for us, it's more impactful because it was like. We've never heard Sothis talk in such a menacing tone. You know, yeah. combine that with the fact that she's like piloting Violet's body like a flesh suit uh, and like speaking her voice out of Violet's mouth. Plus it's the sad. fact that this is the, this is the fusion scene in Three Hopes and just turning the protagonist of the last game that we hold so dear into such a, a terrifying force, like a villain. It, it's just so such a good line that encapsulates that. Yeah, not not to turn this into a three hopes ramp, but just one of them. Such a cool idea that's just not nearly explored enough was the Sothis Bioth dynamic in that game. But a great line nonetheless. Um, all right, it's time to pick a winner, Tyler. 
after all of that. I mean, I think uh, I hate to give another award. I really hate to give another. Award oh yeah, it's uh, such a such a yeah. But I I think I'm I'm leaning Mio here. What do you think? I was leaning N, but I think I really do have to give it to I do have to give it to Mio because it's a lot like that is the line that made me cry. And it, it, if a sing, if it, if a piece of dialogue can do that it does deserve the award. So if you're okay with Mio, I am absolutely on board with that. I think, I think Amy Fionn Edwards deserves that one. Yeah. And, um, God fucking damn it. Just reading our best performance nominations. Okay. I know. I Um, know. (laughs) We've only played two games this year, but moving on to best performance nominations. Um, half the cast of Xenoblade Chronicles three. True. Uh, Kitty Archer is uni. Oliver Hubbin is Tyon and, Jack Bardo, I believe, is Lance. They all get honorable mentions. Um, we also um, we threw Chris Hackney a bone because he got absolutely robbed at the 2019 Game Awards. Yes. So we figured an honorable mention at the 2022 Switch It Up Awards. Like he Three Hopes came out this year, but like this is like a wink, wink, like under the table Three Houses nomination. Yeah. So, um, Chris Hackney, you're we always appreciate your work and. This might be a hot take. Caleb Pierce is Zach. I think the voice is better than the original one. I think he did a great job given the material he had to work with. I think the emotional moments that, especially at the end, they hit, they pay off. It sounds choppy at times. He's delivering some awful lines at times, but when he had, when he had to show up, he did. And I think that at the very least gives him an honorable mention. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, something has to be said because even though like, I am definitely going to criticize the shit out of the, you know, the writing and the story of Crisis Core. The fact that I came out of it still loving Zack as a character, I think, I think speaks to Caleb Pierce's talent. Uh, you know, again, not always the best lines, but I don't know. It was just the energy that he brought to Zack. It was like the energy that I felt whenever Zack talked that sort of Caleb yeah. was able to, you know, shape and and you know crystallize in, in key moments uh i think he absolutely deserves a, an honorable mention here uh he did great in in crisis core yeah i can't wait to see what he does i think he sounds great in battle in crisis core oh, i can't yeah. wait to see what yeah i can't wait to, i cannot wait to see what he does with a, a real script and real scenario writers in in re, rebirth and and beyond so yes that said uh, i just took all of that but I'll let you go with your nomination for best performance first. Of course, of course. Uh, this so my personal nomination uh, for best performance is uh, Jonah Scott as Aiden Caldwell, uh, protagonist of Dying Light Two. Like not many voice actors wowed me as much as as Jonah did when. I played. He was coming off the shoes. Roger Craig Smith played Kyle Crane, which is the protagonist of Dying Light 1. Uh, I almost thought he reprised the role. Jonah Scott sounds a lot like uh, Roger Craig Smith in some scenes of this. But when I found out it was a different voice actor, I was I was interested to see his take on, on a new Dying Light 2 protagonist. And holy shit, like... The, the voice cast is pretty damn good in Dying Light 2. Uh, the script can sometimes be a little... Uh, a little wishy-washy, uh, but like Jonah Scott, I feel like carried the hell out of 
that game. Like the story is a little wonky. The writing can be a little wonky. Uh, but I don't know. Just just Aiden brings like Jonah as Aiden brings such a like a very relatable energy. Like a lot of his lines are just like him swearing uh, when something's going wrong or like you know when when he's in danger uh, or he's just super annoyed with someone doing some stupid. Uh, shit in the story is like you know fuck you asshole this is stupid uh just i i absolutely loved his performance he brings so much emotion he is like laying it out on the field every single line from efforts to big monologue moments to you know everything in between side you know even the side quests you know quiet moments by himself he is just nailing it every single time and i there was there was no one else I could choose for my personal nomination than him. He absolutely makes Dying Light Two what it is. It, it's fantastic. Well, if you if Aiden Caldwell was or was if Aiden Caldwell was your only choice, then uh, Cloud Strife was my only choice. Cody <laughs> Christian, uh, hear me out, okay? Um, hey, I'm Final, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Cloud is in like maybe twenty to twenty five percent of that game. But he gets this nomination solely for the two absolutely perfect screams of emotion in that game. Yeah, they are perfect, like literally perfect. And they can sound if you listen to the original Crisis Core, Steve Burton, God bless him, cringy screams <laughs> at those at those two moments at the end of the game and in the Nebel and in the Nibelheim reactor. Cody Christian just is Cloud. Like, he is the perfect voice for this character. Yeah. It is, in Remake, he's amazing. Like, I really think he has the potential to get, depending on how emotional Rebirth gets, he has the potential to get a Best Performance nomination. I really think he's that good. And this is his first ever voice acting role. He's just perfect as this character. And, again, this is like an under-the-table nomination for Remake, but in Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, he's playing this different version of Cloud, this much more dumbed-down beaten down like like loserish version for lack of a better word but it's perfect he does it so well and just those two screams are just they're if you play the game you know what i'm talking about they are just perfect so cody christian i will nominate you until the end of time for (laughs) best performance as cloud and yeah I mean, if you do any of that, no, you did, I mean, you did yeah, play the game. Yeah, so. I was able to say I played Crisis Core. That was my first real uh, exposure to Cody Christensen as Cloud. And he just played, because I, I had watched a playthrough of Remake, so I knew how Cloud sounded then. But just, he plays such so a, like a meeker version of Cloud so well as well. Like, like we talk about, you know, his two big screams, but, you know, even his moments with like looking up to Zach, first meeting him, like, getting sick on the ship like yeah yeah he's very he's very skittish in crisis core almost like much more toned down much more you know nervous and everything and i think cody christensen played that super well as well uh you know in addition to obviously his more badass you know lone mercenary soldier type in uh remake in remake but i think he played this off super super well as well and then of course obviously the huge uh, scream moments uh, of emotion in both of those scenes that you're talking about, icing on the cake. Just fantastic performance in a game that you know has some very wishy washy dialogue, but he did really in a game really, that in a game that really needed it. In a like, game that really needed, needed it, like yeah. A, he he came in at the last like twenty percent and really killed it. 
Yeah, they needed that. So uh, I'll let everyone at home take a guess at who the next three nominations are and what game they're from. <laughs> but uh. all right, if everyone submitted their guesses, uh, you got it. It's Xenoblade Chronicles 3. The game's good. You should play it. You but should, yeah. We've talked about the two already, Harry and Amy. Is that how you say it? Uh, Amy. Amy Fionn Edwards, I think. Amy Fionn Edwards. Okay, Amy Fionn Edwards as Mio and M. Harry Magatire as Noah and N. And Tyler and I decided to give the only American VA of the main cast, uh, Rebecca Lachance as Senna, the third, the, the final nomination here. Tyler, I'll let you take lead because I have kind of, you know, I feel like we've talked about Xenoblade to death, so we don't really need to go into details yeah. to why these people are nominated. Who do you think deserves this honor? Yeah, so... I mean... I think I have to give it to like like Senna brought the emotion. I, I feel like very much like Aiden, like like Jonas Scott's Aiden Caldwell. I feel like Senna was just leave uh Rebecca Lachance was leaving it out on the field every single time. Even though Senna by far has like the least amount of story, I'd say, compared to like the main six. Comfortably. Uh, comfortably she, like every single scene you can I can tell just that she's leaving it all on the floor. Uh like leaving it all out on the court there. And I, I just really loved every scene with Senna. She was adorable. She was emo she was, you know, heartbreaking at points and it was it was fantastic. But I, I really do feel like it's a it's a race between our two our two leads. I really do. Um, Unfortunately. I was trying to build the case for Senna in my head just to change it up, but you're right. Like she just doesn't have enough crucial moments in the story. Because like I think Although the the self sacrifice scene's pretty good, but that doesn't that doesn't hold a candle to. I was about to say even even though through. that is a huge emotional moment, like this game, the bar is so high. You know what I mean? It thrives off the two that we're about to talk about. But yeah, like I think before chapter five, I would choose Amy. I think you're about to. Are, are you about to say Amy's better as Mia, or as Harry's better as N and? That's kind of where the debate is. That's what here. I was going to say. I think comfortably that's true, but you get to chapter five and you see no, like you see Noah break. And that's when you realize that every, like his performance, Harry McIntyre's performance as Noah throughout the first four chapters of the game were, were super purposeful for this reason is to make this moment better. Yeah. Like I, like they, it's just tough to build a case even like, for Amy. Mio like, Mio has the lo- Mio has the monologue in the cell. Uh, Harry McIntyre has the monologue as N and like N's evil like you know reveal as he's like you know gloating to them in the cell. But I, I, I was you, you go because I think I have my choice. But but you go if you have anything to. to I, go. I think the choice has to be Harry McIntyre. Yeah, just because I think I don't. I don't think that, God, it's weird. I don't know how I'm trying. I don't know how to want a word. What I'm trying to say, but mm-hmm. I think um, Amy has the moments as Mio, but she never has a moment as M. Whereas Harry has moments with both that are yeah. just so good and so well done and so purposeful. Like even like he plays like the distraught like N like so good like yeah. in that final battle like. And you just realize it's the voice actor basically having a conversation with himself playing two different characters. Like, 
I love Amy. She's a great Mio. Like Mio's my favorite character to come from this game personally. Yeah. I just don't think that console M and it's on purpose, but console M doesn't have the emotional pull as strong as Mio's is by itself. I think Harry McIntyre does a great job of delivering two sides of a different coin as both Noah and, N, and that's why he would get my pick. Here. Yeah. I, I think you've nailed it on the head because now thinking back on it, there are a lot of versions of Mio as there are, you know, uh, Noah as well. Like, you know, there's, our Mio, there's past Mio in the flashbacks uh, of, of N's history, and there's M. But they're really, they really do all act the same. Like, like Amy has, you know, it's, it's one character that's super consistent across all of its incarnations, and she nails it hard, like, really good. But Harry McIntyre has our Noah. He has N, two wildly different, you know, interpretations of the character. And even like past N, you know, like flashback N is sort of different from both. Yeah. He he still got that distraught nature to him, but he's not evil yet, you know? Yeah, and then the one where you beat him in chapter seven, he's just even further distraught. I was about like, to say, it's just like there's like almost four versions of the same character. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and Harry had to balance them all and he like nailed every version perfectly. Like the the one that I didn't really like going into this was you know our base Noah at the beginning I was like uh you know he's not th- he's not wowing me or anything but then I it's realized kind of dork. then I realized after chapter five or like at chapter five that it was all so calculated and purposeful like the way yep. that he portrayed Noah and now looking back it's like his performance is fantastic like on a second viewing like putting everything in perspective amazing performance as Noah so I yeah I have to agree with you I think Harry McIntyre is absolutely deserving of this of best performance award wait a minute wait a minute just stop the show we need to stop the show i've absolutely i've just what? we need we need to talk we stop what? stop stop i think we're, sorry i think we're getting a an emergency uh call in our in our high-tech earpieces from our, from our producer here but give us a second uh mr producer what, what what can we do for you what's wrong um it, it, it's it's terrible that I even have to explain this to both of you, but um, undefeatable. I'm, I'm here with the audience, and the soundtrack for Sonic Frontiers, undefeatable, is it's it it's been I get it's been nominated and whatnot, but this is a complete ripoff, like not taken from Xenoblade Chronicles Three Boys, but like I mean, come on, what are we doing here? I've 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 just I've had it, you know. Uh, Anime waifu fucking uh, gets you impact, you know. <laughs> those those fans got to put in boss to win their award. I've had it. I've absolutely had it, boy, gentlemen. What are we doing? What kind of show are we running here? Uh, Tyler, I mean, we, we already cashed the check from Monosoft uh, to give them all the awards. Say, what do we do? As I was saying, Nintendo Nintendo already sends the check. Uh, Mr. Producer, are you saying that you're you are vetoing the original, you know, winner who, who of the best track authority? award? Uh, honestly, I, I'm I'm vetoing it, and I don't care what you have to do. I spend the spend the cash, write your apology letter to Nintendo, or give them the money back. I don't care, but I need to see this done by the end of this game show or awards. I'm sorry, awards show. Do you understand? I, I Tyler, mean, um, I'm gonna head to the back and uh, find the check. Uh, you need to uh, call up Sonic himself. I don't know, but uh, I'm going to go. Yeah Roger, yeah. Roger Craig Smith. I got him on speed dial. I, I guess I'll, 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 I'll shoot him a call. I, I didn't realize there was, you know, audience choice in, in the switched up awards, but you know, at the producers, uh, 
you know, you know what, Mr. Brewster, we'll, we'll get right on that. I'm, I'm so sorry, sir, uh, for for the inconvenience. We'll, we'll 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 get right on that. Don't don't apologize. I just need action. God damn it, fucking pyro gems. Oh my god, you just just get it done. Just, just get it done. Yeah, yes, 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 sir. Of, of course, sir. I'm not telling. What the? I'm, I'm not telling Takahashi that yeah, I, <laughs> Sonic overran his game. I, I think we got to You know what? We'll, we'll just keep the check and we'll here. We'll, we'll edit this out. Obviously, you know, obviously. Uh, yeah. So uh, c- congratulations, undefeatable for, for winning uh, best track uh, 2022. Uh, you know, really, really good track. Uh, Col- Colby, as a as a as a gym rat, I know that you you really enjoyed uh, of, of listening to it. Uh, I know really, that no, I- no other competitors could really uh, compete, you know. I know that um, we said that the now um, the runner up winner uh, where we belong evoked emotion for us crying. Well, we, we didn't take into account, obviously, as us oh, just terrible award show hosts and completely on the wrong side of this. Uh, we didn't account for just absolute the banging emotion, which undefeatable provides. So, uh, again, apologies to our steam producer. He's, he does so much great work here for the show. Uh, we'll get right on that on that era and, uh, and keep the money. Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, undefeatable, undefeatable actually saved my, my newborn child from, uh, from a fire. So, uh, yeah, uh, no, no one else, no one else deserves this award more, more than, more than undefeatable, you know, find your flame was there as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, once congratulations, undefeatable, uh, you know, th- thank you to our senior producer for, uh, kindly, uh, course correcting us. And, uh, yeah, uh, we'll be right back, uh, for for the next category. Sorry for that delay, everybody. Um, so we had some developments, obviously, as you just saw firsthand on the show. We're back from our eight-minute commercial break now. Um, first things first, we would like to um, <laughs> congratulate Undefeatable on winning Best Track of 2022. Really no other deserving victor. What do you say, my, my friend? N- none. All right, and yeah, we no. have taken that <laughs> alleged check that uh, Monolith Soth wrote us, and we have actually um, donated it to Jeff Keeley's Summer Game Fest 2023, and we will have an award in uh, in our honor now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we have also s- sponsored seven more, uh, you know, musical sections uh, of of this, uh, in- including the Fest, Unlockables so. um, Jamboree in 2023. We now have a sponsored. We now have a sponsored <laughs> section there as well. So look forward to that in the summer. Yeah, an entire like two hour podcast episode to break to, to break up the the reviews exactly one hour of Sonic music and one hour of Final Fantasy VII music for the Unlockables Jamboree. So look forward to that. But um, there we go. Anyway, back to the back to the back to the business. Back to the biz. <laughs> Tyler, what do you say? Course, we, uh, let's, what do you say we yes. feel some questions to kind of you know, shake the cobwebs out before we get back onto the esteemed awards? Yeah, let's let's. All right. It. This next one comes from some Toff, a.k.a. Chris Nelson, supporter and fan of the show on Twitter, Discord, wherever. Uh, thank you for your vote of confidence, Chris, and all the support you've shown, not just our show, but the entire indie community we are a part of. Definitely, definitely much appreciated. 
most anticipated game for the Switch in 2023. Also, what game would you like to see get a Switch port in 2023? All right, for this first one, one, two, yeah, three, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears All right, of the Tyler, Kingdom. what game do you yeah. want to see ported okay. to the Switch in 2023? <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I want. So what I want to see, right? Obviously, I'll, I will say Pokemon Mystery Dungeon: Explore the Sky, uh, just for you know brevity's sake. But also, you know, I really think if Nintendo wants to make a lot of money, they will put the you know several of the DS Pokemon games uh, onto like the Nintendo Switch Online service. And I guarantee you, sales will fucking spike like tenfold. If you now that like Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster exists, there's no excuse for this not to exist, right? Like it just yeah, like don't even remat. Like you already have Virtual Console, like you know Red and Blue, uh, and stuff like that. Some of those older games, but like put Harkold Soul Silver, put Black and White, Platinum, you know, on there, the good one, and yeah, you know, give us save files. And I promise you, you will make, you will print even more money than you already do. Uh, that That's my want. That is my desire for 2023 is to get some of those old DS games uh, onto the. Dude, Switch that's my series. exact want too, because like it also kind of like it's never going to happen for some reason. But it makes sense, right? Like no, we're coming off a year no. where they released two mainline games, Legends Arceus, Scarlet and Violet. Like mm-hmm. what Pokemon game is coming out next? Like that we know of like nothing this year has been announced there's, there's nothing, so far nothing so for far. this year yeah final fantasy pixel remaster is coming to the switch for 70 dollars. you can get a physical edition or digital i think 70 is a little steep but you can also buy them individually yeah which you should be able to do that if this existed as well there's no reason for this not to exist like it would print money <laughs> like literally print money yeah like give us I don't know, maybe like give us save files, maybe do a speed up feature that a lot of like other like ROM hacks yeah. use. Uh, so you can like speed up the game. Final Fantasy 7, like, I, like, like original. Streamers yeah. would stream the shit yeah, original out of Final that. Fantasy 7 has a times three option where at any time during like overworld and battle scenes, you can make the game speed like three times as fast and just go through the battles and overworld encounters. Like just add something like that. I would never use it if playing black and white. I just want to run through that world again. Like, like a kid, like a kid in a candy store. But yeah, honestly, after BDSP, I, I'm done with remakes of old gens. <laughs> I, I don't want to see them. I'd rather just see remastered pixel art of the games that I know and love. And now that now that something like this exists, there's no reason for it not to. This would sell 10 million copies, guaranteed. I guarantee it. Yeah, if, if they were separate, like, or, or even like just announced that they're going to slowly be releasing these you know pokemon games on the nintendo switch online service and you know start off you know trickle feed them and people almost like will almost like a fighter's pass yeah that's serve like yeah like people will buy nintendo like that will be a selling point for so many people for like the switch online yeah, be service all the way back in i i promise you yeah i would absolutely be as well so yeah that's that's our one I, I hope we've made our case. Nintendo, you can hit us up in an email and we can talk. Chris, again, thank you for all your support. Next question comes from friend of the show, Dave Jackson, which at the time of recording, um, our Xenoblade Chronicles 3 episode just dropped. So if you, for some unforsaken reason, are mentally ill and have not gotten enough content on Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles 3, go check that out. I had a lot of fun. Uh, go support Dave's Patreon, the tube, and all because they put out all the high quality stuff and 
again, just happy to have him on the program. Top three podcast, Tales from the Backlog. Uh, what are you doing? Just go sign for the Patreon. It's a min- minimal <laughs> investment for a lot of a lot of great content. So he asked, and this has kind of become his his patent question. I've noticed a trend here with Dave. Um, gets off on this <laughs> kick. What video game level yeah. smells the worst and the best? Funny enough, we just had the okay. same answer twice for the last question. We also, when we were talking, had the same answer for worst smelling level. Yeah, well, the Mario. We, we talked about Mario. I, I thought we had the same. Was the Mario the Galaxy best. best or worst? It was the best. Yeah, that uh, was the okay. Best so one. worst in a game I've played. Like the sewers from remake have to be awful, like so bad. Like the slums can't be great either, but like the sewers have to be just awful. Yeah, I was gonna say not because not only do you have like regular sewage, you have like like people live down yeah. like so near them, and there's also probably like mako poisoning yeah, monsters and shit, in there. Like, it and can't that be can't good. smell great. Can't be. Yeah, good. no. Uh, I w- I was gonna go with so this is a game I haven't played, but it's like it's a whole level in Conquer's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> Where like it's just a mountain made of feces, and, and like you have to fight a like feces monster yeah, I, at the end who sings about being. Uh, I can't feces. imagine that smells so. Great. No, that probably. But in a game that I played, I was gonna say like the Unova sewers. They aren't great, too. but you can find an Eevee uh, in there, so that's excusable. You can find an Eevee above there, like in a nice little tree yeah, area. Down in the sewers, you find like bats and giant radicates yeah. and shit. So that no, can't smell can't. great. Any any level with Zubat uh, in it can't smell particularly well. Yeah, no. But we did have the same answer for best, which was uh, it was so funny when I mentioned it. And you were like, that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> uh, we decided on a gusty... What was it? Gusty mm-hmm. Garden Galaxy from from Mario Galaxy. I believe that two one. Or one? I think. Okay, but yeah, Gusty Garden Galaxy, the one with like the best music in the game, where you fly around on those little uh, flowers. Uh, that that's got to smell fantastic. It's just it's just a galaxy full of you know clear blue skies and little planetoids with flowers growing. Yeah, dude, I'm looking them. at it right now. I and mean, who wouldn't want to just live here? You know, str- you know, strong winds blow all the nice scents probably all over the yeah, galaxy. Yeah. So I, I feel like that would have to be the best smell. There's an apple sure. planet here. Like, how could you not just want to live there? There's also there's also like a, a galaxy that's based all around like dessert, I think. So or that might that might be a mini galaxy. But Gusty Garden just was the first. Yeah, thing. Gusty Garden mind. looks beautiful. Just bright, colorful, like inviting. Who wouldn't want to live there? Yeah, it's got a fantastic. Smell fantastic. Yeah, if you are a, I mean the yeah. B, I mean the but, B level. Yeah. I mean it just smells like honey. That's got to be pretty cool. But nothing. Yeah, on no, that's got to be Garden. good. But yeah, nothing on Gusty Garden. But yeah, thank you, Dave, for the question. Uh, we hope we did your signature question uh, justice. Every Wednesday in a Discord that will remain anonymous to protect everyone within it, we recognize the best female video game characters for their badassery and critical role in the games that we love. Without these characters, our male protagonists would be lost and shells themselves with no hope of defeating the evil guy at the end of the game. Not only not only are we recognizing this award today, but it is also Wednesday at the time of recording, which is just so which is just so <laughs> fitting because it wasn't intentionally it was not intentional at all. It just happened to laugh that way. But Switch It Up is proud mm-hmm. to announce the nominees for Best Waifu in 2022. Now. <laughs> This award's a complete it's a complete we, bit, but like we got absolutely railroaded <laughs> to stay out of trouble because like all the waifus and games we played this year, 
are from Xenoblade and Crisis Core, and we deemed all of those unnominatable because of age concerns. It's, yeah, like <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles Three has effectively been mostly uh, disqualified from this category because in canon. Everyone is ten years yeah, old. Yeah, like Alexandria is like a six termer. Uh, like, like we just can't even go near that pond. So yeah, I was gonna say like Mo- like Monica, but technically she's not even deserve. Like, she's, she's not even deserving of fine. the nom to be truthful. Like she's not like a really character. Yeah, so, you know there there are some characters in like some Pokemon games that have like dubious ages. So we're like we're not gonna touch any of that. With a I was pumped hole. to be like oh Cisne, uh, she's great. Nope, sixteen out of there. Like I can't like I. I yeah, asked I asked not. for the 15 minutes of gameplay where she's 20 to be nominated but um was also denied by the committee and the producer so uh we yeah, that this, being uh, said. <laughs> this category's dry this year maybe we can uh, get it maybe for 2023 we can spice it up a little bit but I mean Firearms coming out of course it's going to be spiced up but yeah uh, honorable mentions are all <laughs> mine <laughs> cuz they're from games that I played and you did not so uh, I'll try to think have... of one. Hang on. But you go ahead. I'll try to think yeah, of one. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. So the the ones that we have currently are uh, Kogita from uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. You know, one of the two Cynthia ancestors in that game. Uh, very mysterious. Gives you the last, the, the final plate that you need to get to get to uh, Spear Pillar. Uh, seems to see through Volo's uh, shit all the time. She's she's pretty badass. She's friends with a legendary. So that's Sweet. really cool as well. Uh that's Kogita. Uh, we have Lawan from Dying Light 2. Uh, badass assassin lady. Uh, she speaks her mind, has quite the, the potty mouth on her, but uh, she she's kind of badass. Very, very integral to like the final sort of moments of the game, also, depending on the choices you make. So uh, pretty cool. And you can also share some like there is a specific path where you can get a little bit of romance like within the game with her already okay. so that's pretty cool uh we have the next two are from elden ring uh we have uh lunar witch ronnie or lunar princess ronnie uh who is a doll technically so you know that or like her spirit is in a doll that does not stop people from sipping over her at all uh but you know she's there and then there's melina uh who is your companion throughout the game she fucking sacrifices herself for you in, in one of the endings or in one of the paths rather. So, you know, she she's the one who basically makes it so that you can turn your runes into power and level up. So she's, she's very integral to uh, your, your actual existence within the world, even though she doesn't show up too, too often in the story. But yeah, those are the honorable mentions that I had that were appropriate for this category. <laughs> Colby, did you think of any before we move on to the actual? I, I mean, I have a couple in my head, but they're not even worthy of being honorable mentions, to be honest. So, um, we'll just move on to well, just well, then how about, the nominees? Yeah. So, two of these nominees also are <laughs> mine. Uh, but Colby, we we have one together, so why don't we say uh, what that <sighs> one is first? From Xenoblade Chronicles Three, we dominated Queen Nia. Congratulations, the lone Xenoblade candidate in the running um ty and i both decided on like we weren't going to nominate both melia and nia we just both like nia more personally so especially in, like in the in the yeah. short time she's in xenoblade 3 like she's just a more fun character to be around so 
we decided to give her the nomination. Yeah, no, Nia, Nia's awesome. Uh, I have not done the post-game stuff with her I've done yet. some of it, but not uh, all of it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, she's just so fucking cool. Like, she has Pyra and Mithra's blades. Uh, and, you know, she survives a shot straight through the chest by, an, by a, a Mobius. I, I love the fact that she's, uh, you know, trying so hard to be so regal and so, uh, you know, put together when really on the inside she's just an excitable... Uh, that excitable, like hyperactive person uh, from XC2. Uh, I really, I really like it. I, I like how it's just the same character from XC2, but it's such a. I'm excited to see her in XC2. It. Yeah, I, I, you'll have to tell me how it is because I haven't played XC2, but from what I've seen, uh, I know the general yeah. gist of her character. But I really liked her in XC3, so that is that is the one that we nominated together. Uh, and then the two that I nominated personally were. Uh, Rika or Orika from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, uh, one of the Elite Four members, Ground Type Elite Four member of the Paldea region. Uh, you run into her a few times on your gym challenge. Uh, she's just, she's just so fucking cool, <laughs> man. Like she's got style, she's got uh, you know attitude. She, she's the interviewer for the uh, the champion exam, okay. basically. So, so you have to do go through like an interview with her and you know she she's got this sort of she's got this like cheeky attitude through the whole thing where she like uh doesn't tell you if you're getting questions right in the interview and she like compounds questions on each other it's an easy interview but i just i like the presentation that she gives for it. it's really cool uh like for her throw she's just so like nonchalant with her like pokeball throwing animations wait can battle. we nominate can we nominate uh, her- tifa you're playing remake right now yeah, honorable but that's mention. Not Honor, honorable mention. Game. Uh, honorable mention. Tifa uh, Lockhart. What's name again. Uh, Tifa Lockhart. Uh, I mean, I I did just pick up Final Fantasy VII. He's Remake. loving it, guys. I, it's I, great news. I, I took I, I took control of my brother's PS5. I think your brother's loving it too. I, I was able to play. It. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope so. But anyway, yeah, sorry to cut you off. Shout out Tifa. Honorable but, mention. We had to get one. We had to toss her a bone. Yeah, it's okay. And and Colby also, I think you'll like Rika because her ace is Claude Sire. <laughs> I love her. I think she should win this guy. How could you? I'm how ready could to you give her. Like, I'm ready uh, to give her the win. No, she's she's badass. One of my one of my favorite characters from. Why is with? I, I feel like there's that so many ground one, type one elite. elite four members like canonically in Pokemon. Or am I just thinking of the one? There's Rika. From, there's Rika and there's it? Bertha from. I think that's. Okay, I, think that's I, all okay, of them. I guess I've played Platinum so many times. I ran the Bertha like countless times. Like God, Bertha like has so many ground type gym leaders. But yeah, like there's a Giovanni is a ground type gym leader. Oh, I get. But there oh, are. I meant I, Elite Four, but he's not Elite yeah, Four. That, yeah, that's I all guess. I can think of. No, he's not. He's the final gym leader, though. Close enough. Anyway, that's Rika. And then the last one that I had, uh, which Eric would probably Eric from the Unlockables would probably this be on my vote. side for, is uh, Fiorain. From Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Uh, again, badass lady. Uh, she's a, a knight of the uh, of the Elgato order. Uh, she, or, uh, I don't think the country's name is Elgato. It's just the outpost that we are stationed at when we go across the sea okay. to this new country. But she's a member of the royal order. She's a knight of the royal family of this country. Uh, and she 
she is a sword and shield main, which I mean, I, I have to respect cool. uh, as that is mine. So, you know, made me fall in love with her immediately upon her first cutscene. Takes on a fucking Lunagaron, no fear. Uh, she also, she's also kind of central to the story. A little, uh, you know, the the little story there is in, in, a, in a Monster Hunter game. But, you know, she falls uh, sick under Malzino. Like, she faces down the flagship monster, Elder Dragon, just by herself. She doesn't beat it or anything, but she she holds her ground. She is infected by this sort of, like, blood disease uh, from this monster, but is able to pull through. And what really nominates her for this spot, one, she's just a badass with a, with a great mindset, just always willing to help out and support uh, your, your character and fight alongside you. But in the final battle against the true final boss of the game, Guys Magorm, uh, you're down there, this giant, like, mo- kaiju monster is climbing the side of this crater and is about to rain down this laser of death upon your squad. And a cutscene plays the first time you play where... Fiorain uses a wire bug to grapple hook up to its face and shield bash uh, its weak point on its face and knock it off the side of the cliffs, giving you a damage to uh, giving you an opening to damage it, which I mean, just like take my money, (laughs) fucking uh, Capcom, like, please make her the protagonist. I want to play as her. Like, I don't want to make my own hunter. I want her to be the main character now. So. Yeah, Fiorain had had to be a nomination for this as well. Okay, so interesting so, conversation right here for the win. Because um, all the nominations so far, we have picked one of the ones that we have shared. But I, I mean, uh, you know, like one of the, one of the ones that we picked together. I kind of want to give it to to Rika. The way you talked about it made me, um, you know, actually care. Like, kind of, kind of be interested in her. Uh, in her character a little bit, Fiorain sounds badass, and obviously we know Nia's badass. All three of these fit the criteria for badassery, it sounds like. Yeah, I was about to say, all of them are, like, actual, like, could kick the main characters. Yeah, probably. for sure. Uh, well, except Rika, because ten-year-olds just hold all the power. Yeah, it's true. As soon as you hit that double-age mark, baby, um, you can take on the champ. So so you're, you're saying Rika... Just to break it up a little bit. Break it up a little bit. Sh- yeah, I I know. I I was saying I was gonna. Go I'm with fine Fiore with that too. I mean, I I you know what, Tyler? We can give it to her because I know how much you love Monster Hunter, and as your friend, I want to see Monster Hunter take home something <laughs> this award show. We can we can we oh, can toss oh, the big dog so a much. bone. Yeah, because because even though Fiorain and Rika both aren't. Like they don't have like crazy character. Fiorain is around more often and like says more things and is actually more integral yeah. to the story than Rika is. And it, for me, it wouldn't feel right nominating both of them, but picking Rika over Fiorain now that I've sort of laid out my points. Yeah. So if you're if you're I'm willing, willing. Uh, I will absolutely. All right. Well, then Fiorain, congratulations on on winning the best waifu award. Uh, thank you. Uh, also, Colby, my co-host, for for throwing me a bone, even though you uh, know nothing about this Eric. He did Venmo me fifty dollars to give the win to uh to Fiorine, So, oh shit, that's right. I did yeah, tell him to right. do that. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that's that's the best uh, waifu award. Uh, what what, what do we have God, next? I'm kind of afraid Colby. to read what we have next, but uh, <laughs> oh no, is this it is, is it time? Time. All right. Oh no. It's right. time for an ad. 
it's time for an ad. We've officially sold out, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Um, The final two awards are brought to you by the Play Along Podcast. Play Along Podcast is a podcast where your hosts, Jared, Kai, and Ben, play through games in a book club format. They pick a game and play through a section each week so you have a chance to play along and have a discussion on the game at the end. Rated five stars on Apple Podcasts. Check out Play Along Podcast on all your streaming platforms. Tyler, why did I do that? Uh, because, Colby, when we put out the call for uh, for questions for, for today's episode, Jared decided not to comment on the on the thread itself the tweet but he he sent he sent you a dm or or what seems to be several dms and he gave us 15 questions <laughs> just, just an asshole <laughs> to answer <laughs> like this dude so not, i we, i'm not even kidding i went to work and on my phone i told up my phone and i said i had a dm like we the show never gets dms and i saw some jared i was wondering what it was about and like I couldn't even read the message off the main page. Like, I had to keep scrolling. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and yeah, Jared sent us, oh, God, 15 questions. So we're going to get through these somehow. And we, we are going to answer all 15. This right is it now. for the Twitter so questions. We had fire. to end it here. <laughs> we, we have to end it off strong. So, so let's rock. Let's start off uh, with the first one uh, Colby, best girl in three houses? Uh, we have different number ones, but I think each of us have the same character high enough to where like their combined score would take number one, and that's Petra. Yeah, like Mercedes is Petra, my number one. Petra's in it, the top five. Like I know Petra's high up for you too. So if we were to combine our two lists, like Petra, I think would be the de facto number one. Pet, I was about to say the the average would put Petra at the top. Uh, for me, runner ups would be like Marianne Bernadetta. Uh, Marianne's great, uh, just because. Yeah, no, Marianne's fantastic, but. I don't know. Petra's just so fucking just just such a delightful character that I I just love to like every single support with Petra is just a fucking comedic show. Uh, Faye Mata, that's her that's her voice actor, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Faye Mata, uh, fantastic voice work. Uh, also great Twitter account. Uh, but yeah, that's the first question down. Uh, second one, real tough. Out of these three games, one of them has to go. Which one? Xenoblade Chronicles 3, three Fire Emblem Three Houses, or Final Fantasy VII Remake? I mean, for the show, it has to be Remake because you haven't played it. And I'll go out kicking and screaming, and you're going to have to kill me to get me out of there. But you would <laughs> have, have to, to kill, kill me. Um, honestly, I don't know. I, I think out of these three, I would probably drop Three Houses. Over Remake? Really? I don't know, because I, I know how much it means to you. Uh, listen, I, I think that... We can come, we can revisit this question once you've played more of re, completed and or played yeah, more of remake. Once I finish, I mean, Tyler just texted me, "quote remake. It's fun, really fun," and that's just all I want out of him for for, for remake. So um, that one has an asterisk on it. We'll come. We'll, we'll, come we'll, back we'll to revisit it. that. Next one. Uh, next question, kind of relating. Uh, Cloud versus Byleth. Who wins? <sighs> I don't know. I think Byleth. I think Byleth. I think canonically, Byleth. I think canonically in his world, Byleth's the stronger unit for sure. But I don't know, man. Limit breaks and all that. How that would all work? But like once Byleth fuses, like it's just kind of over. But Byleth also lost to Shez. And Shez would get his ass beat by Cloud. Yeah, no. Shez would absolutely like get bodied by Cloud. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of weird. What we've talked about in Three Hopes, like doesn't it's kind of weird that Shez actually beats Byleth in the doesn't, time that he count. has. I, I would give this to Byleth. Yeah, I'd, I'd give this to full power Byleth, especially if he gets a divine pulse. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, and and all that shit. He gets like full power uh, sort of creation. Byleth is like sneaky, stone. one of the most powerful Nintendo characters, just like period. Yeah, for for sure, for sure. And, you know, Cloud, like, like Byleth's a tactician. Cloud's more like brute strength, yeah, I feel. There's his special mode's called Punisher mode. Like, I mean, yeah, he's kind of just like a brute. Yeah, I mean, Cloud's got that style, but Byleth's got that like tactical... Bile's also He's been like literally educated yeah, in battle. also been doing it his whole life. True. So, yeah, I'll give this I, to Bile. Sure again, I'll go out one. kicking and screaming, but I'll also give it to the Bile. Great, great fight. Someone, yeah, someone please animated do. it. But yeah, Bile. I think I think Bile takes this home. Uh, next, uh, who has? The, oh Christ, <laughs> this is for you. I'm not. T- I'm not fucking touching this. Uh, who has the best feat in Final Fantasy VII Red 13. Remake? You can only play one franchise for Red the rest 13. of your life. What is it? Oh. <laughs> okay, you can only play one franchise for the rest of your life. What is it? Um, I mean, I really do hate to say it, but I think it'd have to be... Actually, no. No, 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 no. no. I, I was going to yes, say Pokemon. Gonna no, say Pokemon. Legend of Zelda, what do you for sure. Wouldn't I? I was going to say Pokemon. I was going to say Pokemon, but no. If I had to play one for the rest of my life, it'd be Legend of Zelda. Ooh, that was going to be mine. It's between that and, like, I haven't played all the Final Fantasies, obviously, but, like, there's so many of them. Like, I feel like I could be, I could play them and not be bored, but, um, God, that's a tough one. There's not enough Xenoblade games for me to want to play for the rest of my life. There's, like, Pokemon, though. Sneaky Mario, just because, like, the worst Mario game is, like, still a top, 200 video game ever made yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that that's um, that's true yeah like that's, no one has a higher floor than mario games i mean we can both be zelda because like i feel like i could play zelda for the rest i, of I could life. play breath of the wild for the rest of my life like i know i could but <laughs> yeah right <laughs> once tears of the kingdom comes out just those two yeah, games yeah honest to god yeah uh right now it'd have to be zelda but again that could change at any time like i'm sure if another or arceus type game drops for pokemon it'd be a real conversation but yeah. Uh, next, next question. Uh, what has been your favorite moment this year from your pod? Guest interaction, funny moment, deep conversation, etc. I'm sure there are times that I'm forgetting where you have made me like wheeze laughing because I know those are some of your favorite moments when you fucking actually send me into I mean, keeping fit. I, it wasn't this year, but like every time we talk about the Rayquaza versus Diddy Kong and Fox fight, like I just I, I laugh. It's so funny. <laughs> True. Uh, this year. Yeah. For God, me, I don't remember. I, yeah, it, it's it's a little hard. I I think the one that stands out to me is like me making you me recite like going through the story of Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. three, uh, chapter five, just and apparently making Eric tear up. I just sat here lifeless as you were just reading because I was just replaying all the events in my head. Like I'm like, yeah, no, I I want to die now. <laughs> like I don't want to do the show anymore. Um. Yeah, shout out that Eric. Was so that good. was a good episode. Uh, also, I think as 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 weird as it was, the slow and bro Dude, that skit took on a life was, of its was one own. of the most memorable. <laughs> yeah, like that's one of our that is that has almost a hundred plays on it now. Like that, like insane. that's an episode that we that was kind of like a filler episode when we recorded it. Like this, this Splatoon three lore, like or the like beginner's guide to Splatoon three. 
And then we did the slow and bro skit, and like that's all my Discord was for like two or three days was people asking for slow <laughs> and bro. But that that that's a good one. Uh, from this season, like I really I said earlier in the episode, I really just I love our um Scarlet Blaze route. That one's good. Uh, speaking yeah, of true. a laugh, um, <laughs> when Eurytus says follow the blood scent, like I got you pretty good. <laughs> it's like what? Like what did he say? Yeah, yeah that's true. pretty good. Um, no, it, it was. It we was don't have a lot of deep funny. conversations on the show, but a lot, a lot of laughs, and that's that. That's primarily what we specialize in. Hey, that that's what exactly. we strive for. So, uh, if if there's a lot of that, then I think we're doing good. But yeah, the next question. Uh, oh my god, there's, there's so many more. Um, <laughs> uh, what is the best house in three houses, and why is it Golden Deer? Uh, because Golden Deer is the most route well-rounded character-wise. Like every single character is kind of a dub, even Raphael. Big uh, nuts, even big nuts. I don't know. I think it, even big nuts. It, they did. It, it. I think Golden Deer has the most characters. Definitely like the most misfit class, and I think that is part of its charm. But because like a lot of the other, like in Scarlet, like in uh, Scarlet, you know, Bla- no, Scarlet Blaze, Crimson Black, Flower. Sorry, you know, Black. Yeah, and like Black Eagles route and uh, and Blue Lions. I just feel like some of the characters more blend in more. Like Ingrid is strikes me as like one that doesn't really sort of stand out. She's just racist, unfortunately. Uh, Like they're all great characters, but you know, some of them just more blend together than others, even in, you know, cause like Lynn Hart and Casper, I feel like those are more like they blend into their house more, but in, in golden deer, I feel like every single character has like so much character on their own, you know, like they, they stand out a lot more. And, obvi- and also, yeah, yeah there's, that's why. And Claude yeah, Von Regan that, is yeah, just, just present. He, so yeah, he's is, there. Yeah. That's just all you really need to say. Yeah, I also don't think, like, when you recruit other units, like, nobody has, like, from the Golden Deer House anyway, like, no one has, like, a bad support conversation outside of, like, their house, which is really impressive. Like, they're all interesting. Yeah. Like, I, I love the Lysithia Edelgard ones about, like, the crest and the crest experiments. Like, that one's super freaking cool. Oh, that's primarily that's yeah, primarily yeah, that's in Black great, Eagles through Lysithia, yada yada. But yeah, again, like Golden Deer is just like it's the perfect blend of nobodies, and there it you get to, <laughs> you actually fight the you fight the Omega Chad boss at the way end. You get the banger music. Uh, yeah, that's just that's yeah. just the route for me personally. I think that's just that complements that story the best. Either that or Silver. No, no, that or um, Azure Moon. If you're if you're gonna play one route, exactly, yeah. If you if the, that, that, yeah. if you're new player, if you're gonna play round route and no yeah, others play, I 100 percent agree. So next question: uh, If you could have two franchises do a crossover game, what would they be? Um, Childhood me said Mario and Sonic just because. Yeah, but like an actual one, like with an actual story and gameplay, not the Olympic fucking game. Like, what if Mario was in Frontiers? Um, like, that'd be badass. That I was about to say that that'd be cool. There's so many like flash animate like old school flash animations of like Mario and I think there was like some sort of animation series. I forget exactly what it's called. It was like Mario and Sonic like sort of crossing over worlds and they have to fight like their various villains together. So who would who would fit uh, into the other person's game better? I think it'd have to be Mario going into Sonic's world, to be honest. Like Mario and like Co going into sonic's world but i can see sonic and them going into the mushroom kingdom as well yeah i just feel like mario would have a tough time like beating sonic enemies i don't know true true Eh, but anyway it's a tough one uh yeah one one more before i turn it over to you Uh, i made a tweet about this and i think eric and i talked about it uh i would love to see 
Sonic and Monster Hunter crossover more, like have an actual crossover game. Sonic would kick some serious ass in that world. Yeah, of course, but the because I I I think Sonic has some cool enemies that could be interesting hunts, like for a Monster Hunter, <laughs> like Robotnik. the the final boss of Sonic. Not <laughs> Doctor Robotnik specifically. It would be cool to fight like mechanical enemies, though. Like like some sort of like mechanical monsters that Doctor Eggman makes, like that the hunters I'm, have to fight. That I'm really sorry, cool. I'm just thinking of like Jim Carrey's a hunt in Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fight the Death exactly. Egg robot. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. But specifically, I, I think the tweet I made was like the final boss of Sonic Adventure Two, uh, which was the original Ultimate Life Form. But uh, the Bio Lizard is what it's called. That would be a perfect fight, like a perfect crossover fight in Monster Hunter. But having like a whole game of that, if like say like the Monster Hunter got transported to Sonic's world, I think that would be the ideal okay. crossover uh, for that to work. I, that that's just a that's like a crack idea that I've had. In like <laughs> one, so now I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, what do you? It's think? not so much a crossover. I just want like every game. I just want to see like every game I've ever played and loved with Final Fantasy VII Remake's combat system. Like, could you imagine mm-hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 with that combat system? Holy shit. Oh, it'd be, it'd it would be great. Be so Fantastic. good. Like, I've thought about, like, Castlevania games could do that. Like, Xenoblade can do that. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, not so much. But I like Breath of the Wild's combat for it, for what it is. But, like, just games yeah. like that. Like, I just want to see, like, 7 Remakes. I freaking love 7 Remakes combat system. It's so fun to play. Like, I would just love to see that happen. Yeah, like, I, yeah. the next Xenoblade game should just have that combat system. Like, uh, that would be that would be Indeed, so freaking fun. So that's kind of mine, primarily. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> I want the code for the Remake combat system in every video game, like, ever. Yeah, of course. I agree. This that's a good one. This next one's interesting. Uh, I, don't, I don't have an answer ne- for it. That's what I yeah. Yeah, if Colby forces if if Tyler forces Colby to play Scarlet and Violet, what's a game Tyler can't stand that Colby? I can tried force him to through? force you. I mean, here's the thing: Colby recommends games to me all the time, and I absolutely love them. Like he recommends games that he knows that I will oh, like. That's not true. I did. I did. So I did try to get you to play Origami King, and you hated that shit. I did. That's I like, did. That's true. I, I still never finished will, that one. But I think that. That could be your answer if you if you like I could force myself through Origami King, but like you, I don't even like that game. I don't I want you say to that do you, that. It, I was about to say it, it. It doesn't say that you have to like the game, um, so you could just force me through. I'm Origami just trying King. to think of like a game that like that I could like. No, I, I don't like, think that like the the question is you can't stand like you absolutely just you would go out kick probably a Madden. Probably a Madden. I would, to yeah, be I'd make you play like ten hours of an NBA Two K my career, and you would just hate every second of it. I, I would, I don't think I would. No, enjoy I, that I wouldn't enjoy it one bit. So I know for sure you would hate <laughs> it, but that, so, that's why yeah, it's my answer. Uh, Colby, will you be tackling Xenoblade Chronicles X? Probably not. I don't know a lot about it, but if it ever got a Switch port, which I don't think it has one, it's all it's it's trapped on the Wii U. Only Wii U. Trapped on the Wii U. Yeah. Maybe, but I, 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 no, I haven't considered it. I do have Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I will be starting that soon, I think. I haven't played a video game in a while, actually. Ever since Crisis Core ended, I just haven't known what to do. Yeah. So I, that, that, I'll, I'll probably start Xenoblade yeah, Chronicles 2, and then that'll be enough time to get me to wherever the next game is. It'll probably be Fire Emblem Engage, which I don't know if I'm getting that. I don't know if I'm True. getting it on release day, to be honest. 
Uh, I'll get it on release day, and we'll. You, then you can be like Colby. You have to get this game. It's so good. Then you can have your turn. Uh, I hope that's how. I, I hope, hope so that's too. how it goes. But we'll we'll see. Uh, next question: Your favorite video game character has a Pokemon. That's theme. a great. What are they question. running? So that is a really good question. But like my favorite video game character is a Pokemon. What's Grove? What's Grove Isle running? Does he run himself out there? He's he's a lone wolf. Like he really wouldn't. He he, he can't um, he can't put himself out there for his for his team. I mean, his team like he he would fight them himself. You know, like he wouldn't have a team. I mean, I guess his team is like the player. Like his team is the player character and their partner, and then like Celebi uh, is in there too. Dust Noir eventually. Uh, so for the purposes of this, we'll say like uh, Riolu. Pikachu, because yeah. those are my that th- that was my Explorers of Sky team. Uh Celebi, shiny Celebi specifically, Dusk Noir for his fourth, himself, so <laughs> Grovile is his fifth. And then the sixth, that's interesting because those are like he doesn't interact with like anybody else, really. So we could go Sableye, because he eventually turns the Sableye yeah. good. So we could go Sableye. Uh, we could go Dialga because he My eventually God, helps turn Primal Grovile Dialga back. Dialga. <laughs> yeah, Grovile sends out Dialga. Uh, Sableye would... I'll say Sableye just to make sure... Because he already has a Legendary on his team, or a Mythical, rather, with Celebi. So, yeah, Riolu, Pikachu, uh, Dust Noir, Sableye, Celebi, and himself, Grovile. That would be his his squad so like the characters i am kicking around a lot of characters in my head for my favorite character but i've said that claude's my favorite character on this show so i'll stick with him mm-hmm. like i'm thinking mio like zach tifa yeah, yeah. like i'm thinking all Yippee. of those um <laughs> i'm thinking all those characters like mio would probably be like a second 2a 2b to tifa or cloud or zach i don't know but claude we'll go with claude for this one sure. he would be a i think he's a flying specialist obviously with Barbarossa, yeah, for sure. So his ace, like, I feel like, like, I want to give him a legendary and a starter. I feel like a perfect legendary for him is Reziram. Yeah, because that's the ideals Pokemon. Yeah. So, so I, I think that, or is that truth? Which one is ideals? Oh, God. Um, it's one of those two. He's either getting Zekrom or Reziram. Uh, so. Yeah, anyway, and, and besides, Golden Wildfire is his three hopes route. So fire is sort of in that's there. That's why well. I was kind of going with, um, with him okay jesus 10 foot 6 730 pounds yeah man Ram. um he that is could, the that truth. could be because it's true zekrom's ideals oh okay so, so i guess so, he'd rock zekrom yeah but like reshiram is also a white dragon i, I mean so black dragon is pretty freaking cool yeah but i don't know i guess whatever you want this is your session section so i will give him Reshiram. i think that's just a better fit for him I think it is as um, well, yes. So he's flying, so he has to have Star Raptor by default. Star Raptor, of course. Very reliable. Very reliable. Do you want to prob- give... Uh, you could you could give him Pokemon that represent his house if you want, like each each of his house members. Deerling? Give him Deerling? He has to have Deerling or, or on like, his team. Or like Sawsbuck or something, yeah. Okay, yeah. Whatever the best deer Pokemon evolve. is, he has to have that. Uh, he'll have... <laughs> um, He can have... um. Hitmonchan for Raphael. 
Okay, Monshan. For good. Raphael, yeah. So what's like the what's the most like pathetic Pokemon that could be Ignat? I mean, Ignat is an archer, and as is as is Decidueye. So you could do that as his starter is Decidueye. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, because I want to have a flying star that wasn't Charizard, and I was trying. And to it think also of is one. an archer, so it has the Ignat's theme. That's yeah. perfect. Decidueye is a good one, and and Claude's an archer too, so that fits. You know, Claude is also an archer. Yeah. Was that like four or five? Uh, Regiram, Staraptor, Hitmonchan, Decidueye. and Decidueye. It's four, okay. Oh, and Sawsbuck is five. Ooh, okay, so I need one more. So, who, which cat, which house, which which um our member should I pick from here? Hilda, I, I, need, I assume. Well, oh, dude, Tinkaton, Tinkaton for Hilda. That's right. Absolutely. That's perfect. That's the team. That's perfect. That's press Claude's. That's Claude's team right there. That's perfect. Yeah. No. So Regiram, Decidueye, Sawsbuck, Hitmonchan. Uh, Star Raptor, Star Raptor, and Tinkaton. Tink- yeah, perfect. All right, that's the team. you know that's fantastic. That's great. Right, perfect. Right. That's, a, that's a good question. Very good question. Thank you, Jared. Uh, next up, uh, what's your dream guest on the show? Josija. Josija. Yeah, for sure. Jo-Zija. Speaking of Claude. Yep. Next question. Uh, Colby, will you be having a lesson plan revolving around Final Fantasy VII lore? If if the if the over under was like half for my the rest of my <laughs> life will i teach a class on ff7 i think i would have to take the over oh really i think it i think it'll happen at some point in my life but let me at least zoom into that class i'd like to be there uh, you you can be on call for sure oh for fuck's sake what is this which pokemon has the best smelling feet do you just want to read my note and move on this is fucked up yeah let's, let's <laughs> move on oh fuck wait that's a whole question i th- oh christ I thought that was the next section. That's a good question. Last last question. Let's end it with a complicated one. You awake to a magical wizard floating above you. He informs (laughs) you that you have won the magical lottery. Hell yeah. You will now now and for eternity have free video games if you so choose. But every time you finish a game, you must eradicate another game of your library from existence forever. If having every game available to you, what are you playing first? And what are you eradicating from existence forever for everyone? So look, at the wording's weird. So do if we play a game, do we eradicate a game from the minds of everybody who's ever lived forever or just our own minds? I guess from the I guess it's from for everybody. <sighs> Damn, okay. What game am I playing first? I haven't played yet. Um, God, um that's a, that's a t- it would have been remake like I mean, I'll, I I can say a remake for mine because I only just started it. Okay, what are you getting rid of? Uh, one of the Zelda CD games. <laughs> just doing everyone like, a favor. Yeah, like one of those shitty. It will get rid of a lot of memes for sure, but I feel like it's better for everybody. I will. I'll do you a favor. I will play. Hmm. Definitely, you seem like you have to think a lot about this favor. <laughs> I'll play Ocarina of Time. Oh, like if I could hop in a time machine and play it back when it first came out, because I'd be way more willing to play it then than I am now. And I will eliminate Sonic 06. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Erase it so that it never happened. That, I wonder what would that would do to Sonic's reputation. Not kill it. Not not kill it. I, I that would just be so so interesting to live in a world without Sonic 06. Or to mess with our producer, I get rid of I play, I pick two games and get rid of both adventure games. Jesus fucking Christ! It just become menacing. Dude, 
that's villain behavior right there. That, that is also, we could get rid of Origami King just to you know further the joke of this podcast. Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush, we can get rid of that shit too. Just, we, we can get do, rid of that. We can do well. a lot of good things for the world with this power. We we really could. That's true. Thank you, Jared. But there is a second part to this question. Oh wait, no, there isn't. That's yours. Never mind. I lied. You can cut that out. Uh, that's all fifteen. <laughs> that's fifteen yeah, questions that, that's, with play along podcast. That's all fifteen, uh, Jared. We hope we did them all justice. We didn't, uh, thank but you so much. I, some of, yeah. some of that's for the better. Some of that is for the better, but regardless, thank you very much for for sending for sending those in. Uh, we we really appreciate getting to network with you uh, this uh, this year. We hope to do it uh, much more in the future, and uh, you always have a seat at our uh, table should you ever desire it. So that's all the yeah. that's all the Twitter questions. So thank you to everyone who submitted. Much appreciated again. Now, let's let's put a bow on this show because I'm sure you guys, <laughs> I'm sure you guys are tired of our episodes being so long. But three hours. All right, we can finish this up with best moment in a game we played this year and the game of the year. I say we start with what award do you think is more exciting? Actually, come to think of it. <laughs> I mean, we definitely have to do best moment before we we have to do best moment before we give out the game of the year. I was just thinking, everyone knows what the game of the year. So I was thinking we maybe changed up a little bit, but you know, obviously. But we 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 should do best moment first. All right, sure. Just to keep the integrity of the of what we've got going here. All so, right, who wants to start with honorable mentions? Yeah, let's start with honorable mentions. Uh, I'll go first. So I think I only have two, and you have three here. So my honorable mentions were. Uh, one is from Dying Light 2, and it is climbing the VNC Tower. Uh, that is uh, probably one of the most climactic sections of the game, where you have to climb this massive radio tower, you know, from ground level to all the way up. It's the tallest building in the game, uh, and it's filled with volatiles. There's a whole, like, there's so many story events that happen. This is where you get the grappling hook for the first time. And this is also where the track empowering yourself uh, comes in. That was another one of the tracks we were thinking uh, that I was thinking about for my nomination for best track. Uh, and this, again, an amazing track. Uh, it, it sort of does what it says on the tin. It really feels like you are empowering yourself as you are climbing ever higher and higher, uh, using your new tools, you, you know, keeping the momentum up above impossible heights. Uh, of this tower where like one wrong move and you're being careened down to <laughs> to the to the ground and with the dynamic music system of dying light too uh it just it's just so beautiful it's such an amazing moment and at the top you have a really pivotal choice for the rest of the game just a super memorable moment uh, that made that game what it was for me personally and the second one is the game is the moment that made scarlet and violet uh the game that it means to me and that is uh, the Mabostif scene uh, at the near the end of the Path of Legend story, uh, where you 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 help Arvin succeed in the uh, the healing of his partner Mabostif after all this journeying around and finding all of these Herba Mystica together. You get this incredibly touching cutscene of Mabostif bringing his favorite ball back to Arvin for the first time in however long and Arvin just you know breaks down crying and 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 petting his 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 buddy 
while you look on and also pet your uh your traveling companion as well since they have sort of healed together at the same time and uh it's absolutely probably the best moment in scarlet and violet for me personally it's secured arvin as like my favorite character in the game but also how was there no voice acting for like it just really puts into stark perspective that if there was voice acting i may have shed a tear because that's how good the scene was but unfortunately it was just completely silent the music was great in the background but it is it, it really is starting to get jarring with these beautifully animated cutscenes with just <laughs> mouth movements and nothing coming out of them. But you can hear like all the footsteps and every single movement, like the crumple of the clothes of the people as they, you know, do their thing, but no voices. So uh, that those are my two honorable mentions. So, Colby, what about you? I have three. Just added one like literally five minutes ago, but. My first one was going to uh, Noctis vs. Leviathan for Final Fantasy XV. That is just like <laughs> just so epic. That fight yeah. is so freaking cool. Uh, comes at like the climax of the story, and a lot of people say the game falls off drastically after that portion, or even during that portion. Like in that fight, the game becomes a lot worse. But I, that, that fight was so cool. It's epic. I love the music, everything about it. Speaking yeah. of epic, love the music and everything about it. Ending of Crisis Core. Final Fantasy VII yeah. Reunion. It's the same as the OG ending, but still, like, the fighting is done so much better. The music is perfect. We talked about Price of Freedom already, but such a great final tune for that character yeah. and such a great final song. Like, the DMW, like, when he's getting beat and, like, the, only the Aerith one is left and it's, like, just hanging on. And then, God, the part where he is, like, he's beaten and you're still playing the game and you can, like, barely swing the sword and you're just getting lit up. Like that's just yeah. done so well too, and the voice acting is perfect at the end of that. So that gets it's, enough. That's it's my nod. Yeah, I saw a YouTube like a comment on a YouTube video because I was watching people react to Final Fantasy VII remake, the the Zach reveal, like uh, at the end of the game. And I saw a comment it was like Sephiroth is loved, Cloud is loved, Tifa is loved. Zach is pretty much revered at this point uh, yeah. in Final Fantasy lore, and and playing Crisis Core for the first time, I could definitely see why it, it was a fantastic. Uh, moment to end that character with yeah and then a, a and, now he, and now he's fucking back now Adam's it's like what back. the hell is gonna happen now now he's so. back zach is back yeah. and then a moment we could have nominated but chose not to um talked about this a little bit earlier with the best line uh this is definitely the best part of this game i think and that is sothis and bio fusing for the first time in three hopes just just badass it's just badass it's just, just rocking shez's world just give him the uh, business immediately like it was just so cool to see. Sorry, this is yours. You should probably explain. This. No, no, you're, you're going to say exactly what I'm going to say. It was just so cool yeah. to see like that happen again. And like seeing Cassandra Lee Morris speak through the vessel of Byleth and like a much more menacing and aggressive side of Southis, which I, I just I, I love that again. Like I hate that it was so undervalued and underexplored in the game, but she's on the freaking box art and like they barely do anything with it. They it's, barely do anything with it. Yeah. But yeah, it's that's also that's so, so cool good. to see divine pulse from like an outsider's perspective. Oh, it's so freaky, but it's awesome. It's like it's like she's not teleporting, she's stopping time. She could do whatever she wants to you, and you wouldn't even fucking know. Yeah, in gameplay uh, and in canon. Yeah, exactly. She just just seeing divine pulse like that, seeing the full seeing the full power of the Ashen Demon. It's like, yeah, I know why people are scared of this. Exactly. So it, it was a fantastic scene, but unfortunately just fell short of the final nominations. So let's get on to those. That's what you're here for. So my 
my personal uh you know uh addition to the potluck here was the uh volo battle from pokemon legends is that arceus is that g-wagon uh that is g-wagon yes it's all sort of one giant fight because volo essentially fights with eight pokemon and two of them are garantina so um origin and alter yeah and altered and then origin yes that's awesome um it's quite possibly the best pokemon battle in the series because it has that difficulty that you know everyone loves with red uh you know as the final battle on top of mount silver uh not in the fact that it's like stupidly high level but in the fact that he's like the only pokemon trainer or they're called pokemon wielders in this game but he's the only wielder that like has six pokemon like no one like you are the best battler because you come from a time where battling is you know commonplace you know no one else can really stand a chance against you but this guy rocks in with like six fully evolved pokemon and it's cynthia's team like he's the ancestor to cynthia and it this is cynthia's team so you got your garchomp you got your spirit you got your spirit tomb lead you got your garchomp you got your stat boosting togekiss uh you got your mylotic i believe you got your Lucario, you got your Roserade. I Gastrodon? Believe. Something. No, Gastrodon is replaced with a, uh, a Hisuian Arcanine uh, for Volo's team. So that's the only Pokemon that's different. Uh, but, like, the music, dude, is just... It's like... It's Cynthia's, like, intro th- theme. So, like, the piano, but made into a battle theme. <laughs> like, fire. it is chilling. And, you know, with the agile and strong style battles. I think our producer's about has, to call back in and say we just changed the best track again. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but, like, the battle music is chilling. Uh, and it is, like, it's on our document. Like, the versus Volo battle was in contention at a time. But I feel like the moment is better than the music itself, which yeah. is kind of hard to do in Pokemon. But, like, this was so crazy. And you beat you beat them, right? At that point, like, if you just follow the game and don't do any grinding you will probably barely beat him. But then he's like, you know, what the... Like, he goes crazy, like, what the hell is going on? It's like Arceus spit you out of the time-space vortex specifically to get in my way. Uh, But then he sort of... He's like, but it's not over yet. And then fucking Giratina emerges from a portal behind him. Beautifully animated cutscene of the two together, because the two are partners in this endeavor, you know. Volo set giratina free to pull open this time space rift to have a chance to get back at arceus for banishing it so the two are in cahoots and then giratina comes out in its altered form uh and just and your pokemon don't heal by the way like between volo battle and this your pokemon don't heal so he so, just wreck your shit so he could just immediately wreck your shit i've tried this battle 10 times before i beat it that's how hard it was and not only so you have to beat Giratina altered form, but then when you reduce his HP to zero, you know, he falls back and then the music shifts into the distortion world. And then this crazy guitar riff comes in as Giratina gets back on his feet and transforms into his origin form and regains all its health back. Now this is the final phase. And like the moves are so like Phantom Force or like Shadow Force or whatever his his move is. Uh so not only is it like a two turn thing still, or I think it's a two turn. I think it might be one turn in this game. But regardless, 
after he uses it, it like obscures him. So the your act so its evasion basically boosts itself every time it uses shadow force. Oh god. So it is just a brutally hard fight, but so so rewarding when you beat it all the way through. Such an amazing final battle to Pokemon Legends Arceus. Definitely like cementing it as my favorite Pokemon game. That like that battle is the reason. So it had to be my nomination for this. Well said. My nomination is from Xenoblade Chronicles 3, actually. So mine is the chapter one battle between the Kevis and Agnes Special Forces when Mio, no, Mio and company and Noah and party first meet. I think this is one of the best moments in the game. Like, I love chapter one specifically, specifically for this fight. Again, the combat's not it's not fun to play per se, but like it's fun to watch and the watching is yeah. really what I'm getting at here. So like just seeing them go at each other and I don't know, I just I can't really explain. I love the the Mio versus Noah fight. It's just it's so freaking good. Like how Noah just finds out her rhythm, finds out her pattern. Like I said on the Xenoblade Chronicles episode, I'm like, beat her ass. And I'm like, now now I'm looking back, I'm like, thank God. Wait, he didn't. no. But like, <laughs> yeah, no, right. but it's just such a good <laughs> such a good fight. Like I think like Mio literally like bitch slaps Uni out of the way at one point because she's just so <laughs> fast. Like Senna's like trying Senna and Lance are like having a you know just like steroid muscle off. fight. Yeah, muscle yeah. muscle fight. Ty, like Ty, Uni's like shit talking Ty on the entire time. It's just it's a great way for those characters to meet in that world. So that is my honorable mention. Chapter one, Xenoblade Chronicles three. That specific encounter. Not to mention that at the end of it. You get the Ouroboros, the Ouroboros Stone. You interlink for the first time. You meet Guernica. You get you, then you're sent off on your quest. So, yes. right behind it would be like the icebreaker scenes. I love that scene too. But uh, this yeah, one yeah. Ha- between those two, this one just has to take it. Uh, I definitely am with you on that one. But now we have. I, I, I don't have anything else to add. Like you, you, you said everything I liked about that scene. <laughs> uh, so, the ones that we uh, chose together. Uh, one, the first one was the opening of Kirby and the Forgotten Land, a game you probably thought we forgot about at this point in the recording. Yeah. And like looking back on this, because I think you were the one who brought this up initially. And I was like, ah, I don't know. Are you sure about that? But then I sort of thought about it a bit more. And I was like, honestly, like it really was good because like Kirby, you know, he had had some OK, like none of the Kirby games are really bad. Right. It's sort of no. like Mario, but. You know, after the last, like, what was it, Star Allies? Like, it was good, but it wasn't, like, anything crazy. Yeah, like, for, for, like, Kirby doesn't have any bad games, but it also doesn't really have an Odyssey. It doesn't have a Galaxy. It doesn't have a 64. It doesn't have, like, a standout, really. But, like, Forgotten Land, like, that opening was just such an amazing way to, like, really show that, hey, this is different. Like, like this... This game demands your attention, and we're going to show yeah. you why. This game's uh, fun, damn it. And it was it Yeah, no, fun. like, the first level was fantastic. You know, you the first time you do the uh, <laughs> the, in, the the car mode. Carby. Uh, <laughs> Carby, the first time you see that is a fantastic cutscene. And the, the vocal opening, you know, the, 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 this, this game has a fucking anime opening. It does. Uh. With with Kirby driving down the abandoned highways, you just get a a good view of this like destroyed world that you've been transported to, uh, and it it it's just a fantastic opening to the game. Like 
it gives you the energy like yeah you're you are about to have a good time so stay yeah. tuned like stick with it yeah it's like the mo- great like they kind of give you the they, so you crash on the island you kind of have like tutorial like in the in the woods where they tell you all the in controls the woods. then you step out in the open you see like the giant city and the giant landscape that's like all right you're on your own like have fun go play a video game and yeah that moment for me is just that all the way up to getting like saving the waddledies in the cages and you do the dance for the first time like that entire just like opening 20 30 minutes is really stood out for me oh even like some of like Kirby's Forgotten Lands a game that we you know we we did an episode on we talked about it kind of brushed it aside after that this moment right here really freaking good and that game is, is really freaking good and would recommend it to anybody who has a switch yeah as a as a as a dm a dungeon master oddly enough uh it, it kind of feel it kind of gives me the same feeling now that I'm doing these session zeros for my new campaign, uh, where it's like you know, session zero for each character. It's like all right, let's introduce you to the world, let's get you to this point. But then it's like session one is like here, go. Uh, you have this whole like go, go, go play. So that that I, I, it sort of gave me that feeling, and I thought that was an interesting anecdote. But yeah, <laughs> okay. that that's our first. God damn it. Just what re- just reading our next two nominations <laughs> yeah so these next two um these last two nominations will be very familiar because it was a very similar battle that happened in the best uh track category uh and those are best track best line like it's been everywhere yeah. this moment surprise these surprise these these two points in this game are just they live rent free in our head but this is the moment of truth where we get to decide between them Xenoblade Chronicles 3, the ending cutscene, or Xenoblade Chronicles 3, the final chapter 5 cutscene. Like, we don't need to explain, like, what these are, yeah, right? We, like, we don't need to explain anymore, because we, we already explained, like, everything about them in every other category that, like, the track was in or the lines were in and all that. Do you want to say on three? Because I have mine. Do you have yours? <sighs> Between them? Yeah, yeah. I... I do, I do, yeah. I'll let you count down, then I'll say it on three. Both of us are going to say it on three? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, ending Ending. cutscene. Okay, there we go. Yeah, ending cutscene. Yeah. I I feel like if we're not going to talk about, like, why they're there, I feel like we should talk about why the ending is better than the chapter five final sequence. Don't get me wrong. Chapter five is like peak video game fiction, in my opinion. It's that freaking oh, yeah. good. Yeah. But I don't know. Something about like you beat the final boss. You've overcome all this turmoil and hell from this world. You do everything that heroes do and you still can't be happy at the end of it. That just gets at me. And like that, like if we got a happy ending, I'd be pumped. I probably wouldn't have thought about this game as much as I did after I beat it if we did get a happy ending. Where if, like, at the end of the day, they find a way to keep the worlds in stasis or they go back to their respective worlds where we can still see each other. Like, the fact that they yeah. don't get that and they have to be separate and Noah and Mio can't be together and, like, the worlds are going to pull apart. Like, that's just, like, it. Because that's the feeling... Like, that's the feeling of me... <laughs> staring at the title screen for the credits roll like just staring at it like what just happened and like just contemplating yeah. my life like because if we would got a happy ending like, i would have been so happy watching the credits i would have when it hit the title screen i would have been like 
oh, I'm going to go back and do some side quests or I'd have been like, oh, this and that. No, I like sat at my, (laughs) on the end of my bed and just stared at my television screen and like didn't know what to do. And like that's, that moment is why, like that moment is why everyone I've talked to is just on their hands and knees, including you, begging Takahashi for DLC that takes place after the events of the story and not before and somehow gets us answers to questions. But like the more I talk about it, the more I think it's not even close. Like I think that it has to be the ending cutscene of the game. That's what really delivers the final punch and that delivers the punch that makes you think of this game for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like I have to agree with you. It's absolutely the reason that I will remember this game forever. Like it is that like the chapter five cutscene was my first tears of the game and this was the final ones um you know the the ending cutscene we didn't have anything from the ending cutscene in the final line like there wasn't any like zingers or anything there was maybe like the sort of joint line between mio and noah saying that you know even if their world's apart they won't let go i think it's more of like i think it's more visual because like they have the hands and the hands pull away that's kind of like that that would be like as good as any line they could have said exactly and obviously you have the vignettes between uh each of the pairs and you know talking about how they feel about each other um it's just and i'm seeing like lore videos like if you think that this isn't a happy ending you know you you know you're not exactly right because you know the worlds will eventually come back together and they and they will see each other again uh even the line even the lines like in the in the song in in where we belong say as such I and mean, but you know how do you know that like, i know but that's like the thing like that ending scene i see it in every comment section on that on like youtube videos covering the cutscene. that cutscene shows that we all have a little bit of mobius in us because in that moment we wanted things to stay as they were forever like mm-hmm. we did not want anything to change even the characters had a little bit of mobius still in them because yeah, they running. ran back for it they ran back for each other, even almost despite as, uh, everything. Yeah, almost as if to say, like, "Oh no, we messed up." Yeah, just just to have any amount of seconds more with each other. They all love each other so much. Like, it's not just like pairs, you know. It's not just like Noah and Mio, uh, Tyon and Uni, Senna and Lands. Like, it's not just those pairs. They all like have interconnected feelings of love for each other. Yeah, they're and a group. They're they're a team. They're they're a family at that point, and just seeing all of them. Um, I cannot talk about the fucking running scene it's without. Just, it's just shatters your heart in a million pieces. It's just it just shatters your heart. Obvious and like in lore, like you know the the two queens can can communicate through this like light. They can communicate across dimensions, and you know if that is possible, you know what else might be possible? Maybe travel between them could eventually happen, but it's that uncertainty, mm-hmm. right? It's the it's the un it's the fear of the unknown. That's the greatest human fear, and it's the, it's the fear for them as well. That that's why they run, you mm-hmm. know. But just like any amount of time with each other before this unknown comes would be enough. And like we can talk, we could talk about the scene for an entire episode. We can talk about the chapter five scene for an entire episode. Like they're we both could, that good. Yes, they're both that good. But like this scene just made me think about life like so much. Like I, yeah. like I, 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 I don't listen. I the same not, thing. I don't disagree. It, it was three a.m. Like I, I finished this game. At like I, I can't go. I can't go to bed now. Like I can't go to bed. Like that's, that's what a normal person like, would do. I'm not a normal person. I was just like, 
crisscross applesauce on the end of my bed, just tears running down my face, sniffling. And like, that's when I knew I'm like, this game is like probably one, one of two. my favorite games yeah. of all time. Yeah. Like honestly, like, nothing like, like, how do you come out? How do you come out and fucking drop this? <laughs> and it's just, it's amazing. And yeah, I think, yeah. I think we're going to be beating a dead horse if we talk too much more about it. Cause we're going to keep going back and just saying the same thing over and over again. But yeah, I agree. It really couldn't be anything but that. Obviously, chapter five was close. Like the, you know, that was an emotional hit. But that was mm-hmm. like, you know, that was like the that was the rock bottom moment. This is the end, but it's still, you know, like this is the end. Like it's still a a sad moment, but in a different way. You know, it's like it's bittersweet. It's the definition of bittersweet. Yeah, for sure. Like. Like bittersweet is almost too tame of a term to use for the emotions <laughs> that this arose. You're not but wrong. It's it's just so good, guys. Like play Xenoblade Chronicles three, please. Yeah. All right. Game of the year. Uh, we don't have game to, of the year. We don't have to harp on this too long, but we don't have any honorable mentions. Although I am wondering how Elden Ring got in this conversation. Do you care to explain? <laughs> uh, I mean, for me. Like this, this is my Elden Ring is absolutely fantastic game. Uh, I absolutely love the lore. Like I, I have so many theories on the lore of myself, and I love watching videos about like, you know, the story because the story is deliberately open ended. This is my first FromSoft game. Like, there's a reason it won the actual game of the year. Like I, you know, we all of us love to shit on the games. Like, oh, we, you know, mine didn't get picked. This game is nothing compared to this game. But Elden Ring is a is, it is a masterpiece. It really is. In, in game design, in, in world building, in attention to detail, in just expansiveness and size, everything. Uh, it is that good of a game. And even if you've never played a FromSoft game before, yes, it's difficult, but like everyone deserves to play Elden Ring. Like it's on PS5. I will buy it for you, you know, on your birthday so you can play it. Uh, even if you don't play it all the way through, because I know you're going to be busy, I will get it for you. It is that good. I appreciate that buddy but i I don't know i'll think about it i'll think about it all right anyway Um, but yeah next one um splatoon 3 a game that we both played this year uh we played together a lot you've played the main Mm -hmm. story i have not as previously stated that got backlogged by xenoblade chronicles 3 but splatoon 3 it was my first it's my first ever splatoon game um we haven't played much since we probably should get back to playing some because i actually do enjoy playing online a lot yeah so yes I, it's just a really freaking fun game and it's it's a great shooter for like that is like the perfect nintendo like third person like online shooter type game i love that game really fun to play would would absolutely if you ever anyone ever text me like hey you want to play splatoon like yeah i'm in let's do it it's just i, I would only play with friends honestly it's one of those like online niche games for me personally mm-hmm. like main story you've talked up a very great deal i'll check it out maybe one day but yeah splatoon 3 is just a lot of fun and I think yeah. for I think for a lot of people this would be their pick for game of the year. Yeah, it really is just like the best deal in gaming. Like you get a very robust multiplayer that is constantly being updated and supported. Obviously, the servers are kind of shit sometimes. Yeah, well, uh, but you know, even despite that, we still have a lot of fun playing it. Uh, you know, very robust multiplayer, very you know, fantastic graphics. Honestly, for the for the Switch, very yeah, good, I agree. Great, you know, a, a fantastic style rather. Great That's soundtrack. What I'm to go for. Great, amazing soundtrack. You, I was about to say it. Multiplayer. It's kind of like the 
it's kind of like a better Call of Duty, honestly. Uh, a, a lot less vulgar yeah. Call of Duty too. <laughs> yeah, because now you get a great multiplayer. You get a fantastic story mode with lots of lore, like a fantastic world that has been built over the course of these three games that there is so much lore for, uh, and, and 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 amazing characters as well. Uh, and you get a horde mode, like a, you get co-op, like horde mode with Salmon Run, as well. That is also super robust and and very well made. Like it. It is probably the best deal in gaming right now is that game. Like you get all of that for the price of a $60 game, which is just absolutely fantastic. And it is, you know, we didn't talk a lot. We'd like it. One of it was one, you know, it, it had some contenders for like different categories. Like we had the final for me, I, I put the final battle of that game into like best moment uh, the final track, uh, Calamari Incantation 3 Mix, I put in contention for best track. Uh, even though it didn't win those awards, just the culmination of all of that definitely at least gives it a spot for game of the year because it is it is just that good. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, just touching on this one a little bit, but we'll get into uh, a little bit more here, not too much longer. Mm-hmm. We don't keep you guys any longer. We've kept you Kirby and Forgotten Land. A great reset for the Kirby franchise. I love this game. I love the direction they're going. It's a ton of fun to play. It's a lot of fun to look at. Has so much charm. A, a huge step up from Star Allies. Obviously goes without saying. Uh, I love Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, I I'm really happy I went back and replayed and finished it. I'm happy we both played and finished it because I think we both had a really good time with it. So with that said, <laughs> do we? Uh, you're you're, you're cutting to- out hard. By the way. Oh shit! My bad. Do you want me to re- do you want me to redo that all that then? You're still cutting out like really bad right now. Hang on, let me check my audio settings. Okay, you're you're back stable right now. How do I sound? You sound worse. Interesting, because I I I'm pretty good on my end. It's not like you're cutting out at all or anything. I mean, I mean, hey, we're, that's why we do independent audio, but. Hang on, I'll uh, hop on the, I'll hop on my um, hotspot see if that changes anything. Is that good? Is that better? Uh, I can hear you. Like you sound the same, but like you know, I already have kind of weird quality with my AirPods in. Oh, so. okay. Well, I'll just. Where, you're, where you're, I, you're stable now. You're stable. Where did Where did I lose you? Uh, when you started talking about uh Forgotten Lands, okay, I'll just redo of... um Kirby and Forgotten Land then. So, all right, okay. One, uh, third one up. We just kind of touched on this one here a little bit, but we'll get into a little more detail here. I don't want to keep everyone here too long. It's already been almost three hours. Kirby and Forgotten Land, a game that I really enjoyed playing this year. A huge step up from Star Allies. A great step forward for the Kirby franchise. A lot, of, a lot of fun to play, a lot of fun to look at. It has plenty of charm with Waddle Town, plenty of replayability with the collectibles, and a lot of post-game that I haven't dived into at any, but might make that a priority uh, for the upcoming year to get into some of that. But yeah, Kirby Forgotten Land, very, just like Splatoon 3, uh, very much deserving of being here. A game that kind of got fell through the cracks as it came out all the way back in March, but nonetheless, a really fun experience and a really good game. Yeah, a deceptively long game because there are lots of like bosses and challenges and ways to 100% the game, uh, collectibles, like you said, secret areas, uh, all, all sorts of stuff that 
neither of us have really dove into too much, but uh, looking at online and everything, there's a good amount of content uh, there. And like you said, an amazing revival for the Kirby series. Not that it, again, like none of the Kirby games are really bad. Like this isn't like a, like, you know, I, I'd say a Sonic where like some of Sonic games are objectively like really poor in quality. Just a good shakeup like, for the series. Yeah, just a good, sh- exactly. Yeah, a good step forward, rather, is a better word than a revival, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, sort of like op- more open Kirby levels. Like, it was a really, really fun time. And uh, I-, I definitely hope that's the direction they keep going in the future. Me too. But, Me too. There was only one. Uh, there's there's only one possible. You all knew what it was going to be when the episode started. Let's yeah, all be honest true. here. But... For the sake of the ceremony, I would come. love to. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, come on up, Takahashi. Accept your reward, buddy. Yeah, he was yeah. when, when game of the up. when switch it up game of the year. Like he he started shaking hands already. Like he wasn't wasting any time. Yeah, no. Uh, come on up, Mr. Takahashi, because we would love to present. Uh, we have the great honor to present the switch it up game of the year award to Xenoblade Chronicles Three. I just to put one big ass bow on this game for the show at the moment um <laughs> please it's one it's just one of my favorite games that's ever been made honestly it completely re re reinvigorated my love for xenoblade games like i said it on the i said at the end of the xenoblade chronicles 3 episode i'll say it here like next xeno anything like i am there right there <laughs> i write the like, day one pushing children over getting yeah. to the front of the line it made me go back and buy two. It made me re-spark my interest in one. This game is just a storytelling narrative masterpiece. And I, anyone with the slightest interest in JRPGs, you, you need to play this if you own a Switch. It's a top tier, like, Fire Emblem Three Houses good JRPG on the Switch. Like, it's, it's in that conversation. It's in the conversation with yeah. the best JRPG of not just this year, but of the Switch's lifetime. So that's my final take yeah. on the game. You know how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I'll i try and make it quick. I, I, I am famously so very brief when I talk about this you game. You are. But, I mean, yeah, I can't believe I almost didn't get this game. Like, I, I really was so close to not getting this game, and I'm, I'm glad I was in the timeline where I was able to play it uh, at the time that I did, because, God, it it's just so fucking good. It's not perfect, obviously. Gameplay is a little, you know, not fun sometimes. Uh, but goddamn, who cares in the grand scheme of things? Know, yeah, like, who cares? Like, who gives a shit? Honest to God. Like, all of that is absolutely pales in comparison to the astronomical highs in the storytelling department, uh, the voice acting department. Every single narrative part of this game is so incredible and it's probably one of the best video game stories ever told uh, i have not played the last of us i have not played through all of final fantasy 7 but at least in the games that i have ever played xenoblade chronicles 3 <laughs> is like cream of the crop top of the line quality story it's what i've been telling everyone that's you know video games are such good storytelling devices and this game proves why it is just so gorgeously and perfectly like tightly consistently written and 
I I just can't believe that they fucking pulled something like this off. Yeah, I feel like that's a great place to tie the bow and send it off. And, you know, it'll be back in July for the best favorite games of all time retrospected. I'm pretty freaking mm-hmm. confident in saying that. So and there was no other option. Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. 3, uh, just the best game that came out this year, I think. I, I really do think that. So that said, that is the end of the show. That is the 2022 recap and the Switch It Up Game Awards three hours later, as has become per tradition these past couple episodes. But <laughs> you know what? If yep. we're not going to be here all the time when we are here, we're going to give you the best we got. So that's just kind of the deal we have to make these days now. Yeah, I mean, if we're we want to be here uh, for for a good for a good little bit uh, per session, if we're not going to be here all the time, so yeah, yeah exactly. I basically, just regurgitate. I regurgitate what Colby said, but so yeah, what he said. Yeah, just break up the episode, bookmark it. We don't take offense. Uh, do whatever you gotta do to get through it, man. Because you know we're not here. We may not be here all the time, but goddamn, when we are here, we're gonna have a good time recording, and that's exactly we, we what are gonna we do stick around time. for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So that's gonna do it uh, yeah. again. Thank you all for an amazing 2022. Um, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unknowns of 2023, but one thing is for sure, Switch It Up will be here. Switch It Up will be putting out content whenever it is most convenient and available, both together, collabs, individual projects, whatever it may be. We are we are going to be back for a season four, season five. We renewed our contract very recently. But yeah, just again, thank you all so much for all the moments this year for 10,000 downloads for all the friends and for all the friends and the community we found and become a part of. It's, it's been great. And I couldn't have thought of a better episode to close it out with. Yeah. I was about to say it's, we had some friends on this episode. We, we, we referenced a lot of people. We got their questions in and answered them. Uh, I feel like a lot of the podcasts in our circle are really do really are thriving just because of all the community activities 100%. we've been doing with each other, uh, going on people's podcasts and just being, you know, regulars on other airwaves. It's something I never really thought about as like a possibility, like, Oh yeah, collabs are going to be a huge part of, of what I like about this show, but really uh, they have been. And, you know, we just hope that you guys enjoy listening uh, as much as we enjoy creating uh, this content to to put out there, so yeah, thanks for thanks for a good year, everybody. We'll yeah, we'll definitely make sure to to stick around for for this coming year as well. Yeah, that said, be on the lookout for us on the Friday Night Gamecast here in the middle of January. We were on for a great chat there, also almost three hours, I think. But um, we were talking about talking about Pokemon Black and White. Another great conversation. I recorded that for my mom and dad's closet, so that was interesting. But Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler, any final words before we send the good people off? Um, all the links are down in the description below for social media. Uh, Switch it up account on Twitter, Instagram is on life support, but the Twitter's been Twitter's been spiced up lately. So highly yeah. recommend check that out. Yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, you know, all of the podcast socials will be in the description as always. Uh, I also do this one last time for 2022. Uh, thank you all. Uh, we call our secret audience for for staying all the way to the end of all these long ass episodes. Uh, we really do appreciate you guys. And if you want to support the show in in a in a direct way, as always, and will probably be in the future, the best way to do that is to leave a review on your podcasting uh, listening platform of choice. 
you know, just a just a star review, or if you're feeling real spicy, you can go over to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave a detailed review, uh, suggestions for the podcast, comments on the content, anything to help us cater the content to what you guys want to see. Uh, and yeah, uh, that's about all from me. So uh, one last big heartfelt thank you to all of you for, you know, whether it be our our, our listeners, our you know, new friends that we've made uh, in our in our podcasting circle. Thank you all for for an amazing year, and uh, we hope to see you all in the year to come as well. So yeah, have a good one, gamers. <laughs>